A Florida man was arrested for screaming at neighbors and threatening to kill them, all because his testicles hurt. Police got the call about a 32-year-old man possibly on drugs and threatening to kill the neighbors with a gun. Officers found the man soaked with sweat and clearly panicked. He told them his testicles were hurting and he believed he had parasites from swimming in a nearby creek. <laughs> Which, um, maybe he watched an episode of Monsters Inside Me and... You could have just told me that story and said, guess where <laughs> this happened. Would not have been I'm hard gonna to do f- that moving forward. Yeah, not hard to figure out that was a Florida story. <laughs> also, that's something that never happens to the wealthy. You never see the wealthy threatening to murder their neighbors because their testicles hurt. This is true. Seems to be specifically geared towards people who live on the beach. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. 63 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Defense attorneys for Mexican drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman want to delay his trial. After receiving a large amount of evidence in the past few days, the New York Daily News says his lawyers are looking to have his trial date pushed back in order to give themselves time to review the hundreds of documents (laughs) and audio and video recordings recordings pertaining to his case. El Chapo's trial is currently slated to begin on September 5th. YMCA officials are confirming they will close three Pittsburgh area locations next month. Representatives say they'll close the Coriopolis, Penn Hills and Wilmerding locations on August 31st. That's after they close the downtown Pittsburgh facility in May. The organization's chief operating officer says they do not expect to close any other YMCAs as they move through their bankruptcy protection proceedings. And you guys belong to YMCA? When I was a kid. I don't. Yeah, when I, I didn't, but a bunch of my friends did when I was a kid. They had a YMCA pool. Yeah. yeah. That's... I belonged, yeah, for a long time. When I lived in the area, I belonged uh, after college. When I had gone back when I was working in radio up mm-hmm. there, it was really cheap and an easy way to work out. It's the, it's like the nicest facility. If my gym was half as nice as my YMCA, YMCA was <laughs> yeah. growing up, I'd be psyched. They had a great pool. At oh, the yeah. Y in Franklin. Oh, our uh, our YMCA pool. I it was like jealousy inducing. They were the only like community pool that had a snack bar. <laughs> they had gutters, <laughs> so you'd play gutter ball where you threw. Remember a koosh? Oh like, yeah, koosh balls. Koosh you'd have ball. to throw a koosh ball into oh, the wow. gutter and stuff. It was so much fun. <laughs> the best people watching at YMCA. I am really upset that I didn't make it out to their Wilmer Ding location. <laughs> Because I bet there were some really interesting folks out there trying to get it. Well, I know the people were bummed out about the like the North Side one. Everybody's trying to keep open because it's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we almost sent our kids to to summer camp there because they they do camp for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I think it, the business model is probably a bit outdated and relies on. Uh, funding uh, that uh, isn't so easy to come by these days, but there's just something about the old YMCAs that I absolutely love, especially the really old ones. When I was growing up, the one in downtown area was super old, and it had the feeling like when you walked in, you were walking into history, like you were going back in time. That's the one thing my wife and I like, because it's summer now, Like we feel like we're missing a community pool. 
Like there's all these like sort of like rec center pools that are all designed for mm-hmm. only exclusively for children, but there's no like community pool where there's like a pig roast happening and like you can park in the grass and just like like a wiffle ball game going on outside. They're just that I feel like that's unfortunately like fading out a little bit. We actually just went to um, a birthday party for my daughter, one of her friends, Serena's good friend, and they live out in Moon, and it was like a throwback community pool. Yeah, Pe- you could bring your own cooler. People you got to put sitting, beer in a koozie. Yeah, people were sitting there drinking beers on towels. Like it was, it was glorious. Well, dude, go to Banksville Beach, man. The Dormont uh, Pool. Oh yeah, that's I a mean, great one. That that's a throwback for sure. It's enormous. It is so big, but it doesn't have. It needed more space for people to hang out. Yeah, I mean, the pool is so big. Well, the park's right next door, but I don't think you can get in and out, right? No, but I meant pool. like to actually sit poolside, like yeah. a grassy area, because it's hemmed in by uh, what is that Banksville, Banksville and then just a sheer hill, like uh, that yeah. the park is on. Yeah, but it is a glorious old pool, um, and they of course made a big effort to save that a couple of years ago. But that every time I drive by there, it's just I like I smile ear to ear when I drive past, and it's packed. I oh, mean, these like days oh. like yesterday elbow and today. Elbow jammed same thing like i drive through settler's cabin all the time and <laughs> people just park uh-huh. out on the road because the lot's full and yeah. yeah settler's cabin is awesome i've never been to settler's cabin oh. yeah it's a wave pool with a high dive not yeah there's the a wave the, pool, yeah there's but... a diving pool but then the other is a wave pool have you ever done the diving pool i think i did once in my younger, more brave days, like Did you do a first triple Indy? No, no, I probably just jumped off and my you never realized... arms and legs just went everywhere. <laughs> you don't realize how high up fifteen feet is until you're on top of something that's fifteen feet, and right. then you yeah. realize that like those Olympic divers are like you know whatever thirty meters up in the air no, and doing crazy. like gainers off of it. They had one of those at Penn State, so when you yeah. would go, like go swimming, it like everyone. It was it indoor? Oh yeah. no, it was outdoor. Or was it? It was outdoor. Yeah. And it was terrifying. And if you went up, you were you could not. I mean, you were stuck. At you that point, stuck. Social contract. And it was usually the fat guy in the fraternity that was jumping off the sixty meter, trying to can opener and splash everybody. <laughs> I, Sunday, I was out running errands, and I thought, man, fifteen years ago, I would have been at the. I would have just cleared my calendar for the day to be at the wave pool. Just sit just the- out in the sun. On the Astro turf. Yep. <laughs> realizing you just laid on a cigarette. Yeah. Like, oh, whose is that? What is, is that a Newport? That, that's a perfect, yeah, we've had some perfect pool and beach days. No doubt about I'm it. I'm with Jeff. The, uh, the Mount Lebanon pool, the, the St. Clair pool, so nice. Like, amazing facilities. 700,000 people show up every weekend to these things. You can't get a chair. You I mean, you're shoulder to shoulder. It's like being in a really uncomfortable bath with a bunch of people. But they also reek of insurance adjusters designing the pool. Like everything is designed so no one sues you. There is no deep end in the Upper St. Clair Rec Center pool. It goes to four feet. Oh, that's it? That is it. You can't even jump in the pool without, you know, touching the bottom. Is there a hmm. deep end at Sandcastle in that pool? Well, in the, in the wave pool no. there is, I think. But in I, maybe the, in the wave pool, like, yeah. Isn't there a big pool one, down by yeah. the bar? 
Yeah, that one pool where there's like a waterfall. Yeah. Not a deep, deep end, I don't think. I don't think there's like no. a, you can't dive in there. God, I haven't no. been there forever. It's four feet. We used to just go down there, get some Miami Vice daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> My, they were literally called Miami Vice yeah. daiquiris? That was yeah. the name of them when it you It was ordered. like strawberry and coconut mixed. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and we were such trash. Yeah, how amazing. Like getting uh, served underage there back in the day uh, or this using is, fake no, IDs? No, this is, this is like when we were of age. There was like two or three years in my early 20s where you could get a season's pass oh, yeah. to, to Sandcastle <laughs> for 50 bucks, and that was our pool for the summer. Oh, yeah. We would go to Sandcastle every single day, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Which is not a bad deal. No, not at all. Reckon? This is like post club wet days where <laughs> you know you weren't you didn't have to worry about getting shot from somebody. What was by club Carrick. wet? Club wet was like a like a um a dance club at night around the pool. Like people would go down yeah. there and be Wasn't in the it, jacuzzi. I thought it was also called the sandbar or something yeah. like yeah. that. And it was basically like club an MC Hammer video. <laughs> Pumps in a bump. <laughs> I ride my bike past Sandcastle every once in a while when I take the Gap Trail, and it's it has that awesome smell of amusement park, like mm -hmm. of the like fried funnel food, cake, funnel yeah. cake, oh, yeah. exhaust as you're driving by, and just the there's that weird carnival smell in all of those parks. It, French it, fries. You get a little nice uh, evaporation from the Mon coming mm -hmm. up. Have you been there? Have you like been there in the last decade? Have you taken your kids no, there? No, I always have like a summer checklist. And if I don't go to Sandcastle, then my summer checklist is always incomplete. And for yep. the last two summers, I have not completed my full checklist. Yep, I haven't Re either. I Reckon haven't been there. Creek State Park has a, a nice beach. And I think you can take... Beach? Yeah. It's a lake. Where is Raccoon Creek State Park? Uh, I'm not sure what county is. Uh, you can get there out towards, um, like, you can go to the airport or out by Key Bank Pavilion. Is Cooper's Lake something no, that you Cooper's can... Cooper's Lake is a campground. Does no, up, is there a lake? Up 79. I think there's, like, a pond. It's not really a It's lake. not, and it's I, you can only use it, I think, if you're camping there. Yeah, Cooper, that smartass. But yeah, Moraine State Park is Yeah, right Moraine, I was going to say. Don't they have a beach? I think so. All right, well, I'm learning a lot about local beaches <laughs> that I won't go to. Like, yeah, we're at the beach. Oh, we used to have a, there was a county park when I grew up, where I grew up, and the, we went to the beach there all the time. When you say beach, what do you mean? It's like, like was it river? It's a lake. Sand no, on a it's lake. sand. Like there's a sand beach at the lake. Okay, it's like at Penn and State. Did you ever house. go to Whipple Dam? Yeah, that was like their beach. Like it was like a kind of man-made beach. Yeah. like out of a reservoir. Basically, you went to the quarry and brought a sandbox. Yeah. Yes. I guess I don't know. That's a hundred percent what it is. <laughs> there used to be fish in there. They would always nibble at you. Oh, just like, nibbling. Like, just like nibbling. Bluegills and <laughs> nibbling. I see you down there, fish. See, that nibbling. would make me never want to go back there. Oh uh, yeah, we went there all the time. But it, now I never would as a kid. I didn't it was like, ah, get out of here, fish. I, I think there's sharks at the deep end of every normal chlorinated pool, let alone the murky <laughs> deep waters right. of Moraine State Park. I don't know what the hell's living in there. Yeah, you can't see in there. Didn't you ever go up to Erie when yeah, you were a kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Because I consider that a beach. Like, it's miles of beach. No, this was definitely not miles. <laughs> no. This was, like, yards. 
Yeah, this is seven yards of beach. This is like half a football field we're talking here. You know, the funny thing, I mean, there are so many Pittsburghers up in Erie. And when I was like, I basically went to the beach every day um, last week. And it's so funny. Some of the beaches that we would never go to on weekends, like Fourth of July weekends, because they're just not really well groomed or they're not good swimming areas. They they are. Yeah, they like like they're really the algae tide brings in, and they're just jammed on the holidays. Like every beach, even the crappy ones. And I'm like, I used to take my dog there. I think he pooped there all the time. <laughs> the one thing I remember about going to the beach at Presque Isle is the beach house, or like oh, yeah. the the changing rooms. Yeah, they had these round like you could wash your hands, and you yeah. stepped on the bar on the bottom. Uh huh. That's a, I always remember that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. Uh. One of the priests in my parish growing up. <laughs> got arrested for exposing himself in one of those things. Oh, nice. Fun fact. So, uh, if you... He wasn't wearing the collar at the time. Oh, it wasn't nice. like you knew it was a priest that was flashing. Yeah, he wasn't duty. wearing anything at the time. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, Tim collar would have helped. Tim was up there for work yesterday. He's talking about how beautiful it was up there oh, along yeah, the man. bayfront. I'm telling you. It's coming along. May through... I, I, uh, I want to go up there. There's so much talk go, of Erie. Yeah, ever since you I saw Evil Genius, I really need to get up there. <laughs> Does it looks so beautiful in that documentary. That is funny. Everybody from Erie was like, have you seen Evil Genius yet? And when I hadn't seen it, and they're all like, tell you what, there's some really beautiful shots of Erie. And then when I watched it, it was all crack houses and hoarders. <laughs> like, there's no beautiful shots. This is horrifically embarrassing. <laughs> A new study is lending more support to the idea that multivitamins are not effective. The report published in an American Heart Association journal said researchers found no evidence that multivitamins or mineral supplements prevent heart attack, stroke, or heart disease. The lead scientist in the study said he hopes findings encourage people to use proven methods to prevent heart disease, like exercise, eating healthy, and avoiding tobacco. Americans spend $12 billion on vitamin supplements every year. I was going to say, what a sc- if that's, it does turn out to be a scam, what a scam that's been oh for God. 50, 60 years or whatever. I've definitely been taking multivitamins pretty much my whole adult life. I don't take multivitamins, but I take vitamins. I don't take like the multiple. I take, I'll take, I take D. I'll take C and a B12. I'll go for a B12. I would snort a B12 right now. (laughs) Ah, shots. Yeah, exactly. But some of them are more soluble and absorb your body better than others, and you pee out a lot of them. Uh, And I think that there are some scattershot bad multivitamins that, uh, you know, people buy just thinking, well, I'm doing something good for myself. This is a, you I'm know. feeling a little low on zinc today. <laughs> <laughs> but haven't you felt like, have you ever taken zinc when you're sick? Yeah. Right yeah. at the beginning, they say, right, is when yeah. you take it. Like, I, think I, I don't know if that does anything or not, because now that I just do it all the time and my cold's still, they're, they're the exact same duration that I feel like they've always been. I don't know if they're any shorter or not. I haven't done any clinical self-studies on on me. Well, is that study saying basically that it it's not good to, to just to prevent heart disease or they're not good at all? Well, like, I've <laughs> seen several reports that say they're not it's not going to cure you. It's not going to keep you from becoming sick. It's right. not that you if can't If you're super unhealthy, you're not like a multivitamin is not going to bring help. you back from the brink. Right. Like I eat Taco Bell for two meals a day. <laughs> But I take a Centrum, so I feel pretty good about <laughs> I feel my like chances. my folic acid. I'm getting my folic acid from that pill. <laughs> 7-Eleven handing out free Slurpees today to celebrate its 91st birthday. Wow. America's largest convenience store chain will give away small Slurpees from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. to note its namesake day. 
July 11th, 7-Eleven. Aha. Uh, about oh, 9 million I frozen drinks expected to be handed out by the end of the day today. Oh, this is a day Happy call. slurper day. <laughs> Happy slurper. Uh, this is a day to call in sick if you work at 7-Eleven. <laughs> Just no a line question. of ingrates. I was told by the radio that you would give me a free Slurpee. <laughs> Where is it? I used to just ruin the the Slurpee, you know, when you try to do the rainbow <laughs> yeah. mix and then it just ends up brown. We didn't have Slurpees in Franklin. We had slush puppies. Oh, those were great, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, wait, where were those? Country Fair. Yeah, we had a Country Fair. That was but there were other store. places, too, because I remember maybe they had them in Kmart. Possibly. Or like far more hills. or something. I think they had it yeah, in hills. Yeah, hills, definitely. Hills definitely had uh, a sl- uh, Slurpee. Right? Slurpee, not Slush Puppy? No, wait. No, they had Slush Puppy, didn't they? Yeah. Hills? Yeah. The Blueberry Slush Puppy? Mm, I Ooh. still remember that. That's another one. So good. That's and then kid. your mouth is just blue <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the day. Everyone's like, are you okay? Have you been chugging Robitussin? But that's uh, what, isn't that what Italian ice is, basically? Slightly um, melty. I, it's uh, I think Italian I, like slush puppy. The it's more ice ball. Like yeah. they're bigger. Italian ice is real fine. Like if I think if I go to Rita's, yeah, it's, it's like real. A cre- it's, it's like almost a fine, like an ice cream or a custard or something. Yeah, it's more of a fine shave. That you could like. <laughs> the I slush know, puppies are more like ice balls. The little ice balls. <laughs> wow, that was, well, no one wants to shave your balls. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that was a good description. That just kind of made me like nostalgic for a Slurpee or a. Well, slush go to Gussing yeah. Yaya's today. Yeah. Keep Gussing business. That's right. Over on the north side, he, he's that road construction so that they can killing them. Plow those double decker trains through is screwing up Gus. Yeah. Uh, more and more parents getting high with their kids. Uh, it's actually getting high to hang out with their kids. I know I am. Uh, <laughs> eight of ten who use pot said they regularly partake prior to sitting down to watch TV with their kids. And they say that contrary to what you think, it's not about checking out, zoning out. These parents claim it actually makes them more engaged, more present, and mindful. And they said it makes the shows more enjoyable, leading to more time watching those shows and subsequent discussions with their kids i like to get super into door the explorer <laughs> i don't know about you but i think if eight out of ten people are doing that that's super weak oh yeah that's just that's lame you, as hell yeah you you gotta you need you, you need to rip, a, you need to rip it, a bong before you sit down and watch frozen like how stimulated do you For need the to be 80th time so, when you say that, that again, the the parents get high with their no, they're getting no, high like, to spend time with their yeah, kids. That's... Not they're getting high together. Well, that would be as sad to me as someone who needs to get drunk to hang out with their kids. Like, yeah, you would think that's pathetic. I don't think getting high is any less pathetic. Now, I've gotten drunk while I was hanging out with my kids. Yeah, but you don't do it in order to. No. You, every time. I do every parent. <laughs> they hanging out with them drives me to drink, <laughs> and then I drink by myself. In other kid-related news, according to a recent Gallup poll, 36% of Americans would rather have a son than a daughter if they only had one child. Only 37%? Yep. I think it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, parents, that you feel like there is less of a concern. You don't have to watch as long. Like, oh... I don't. I, you don't have the same level of, of concern, like that somebody sure. is like that they could fend for themselves earlier. Yeah, 
I mean, Jeff, you have two boys. Wait, I'm confused. You said 37% would rather have a boy. Yes, meaning would rather that have more a son people would rather have a daughter. I guess so. Yeah, forty-three percent of yeah, men. Yeah, that surprises me. Surveyed. I guess would they surveyed to have... more women. Mm, I don't know about that. Forty-three percent of men would prefer to have a boy over a girl, whereas women didn't really care one way or the other. Oh wait, so uh, experts explain yeah, Americans' preferences for male or female children have been evident for decades, with slightly more than a third indicating they have no preference, but with those who have a choice. They would prefer boys over girls. The boy preference is largely because men would rather have boys. Oh, I get it. So yeah. there's a there's a third category in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that would be the only thing that makes sense. Like, ah, uh, he can fend for himself earlier, whereas you feel like a daughter you're going to be worrying about more often, which is probably I, an affront to you, a woman. Well, I think, too, if, like, because I grew up with all brothers. So if I would have had kids, I probably would have wanted boys. Right, just because you're used that's, to that yeah, dynamic that's, with. Yeah. And I know people who grew up with all sisters who they have, like, girls, want girl children, but females. Also, guys don't want to have to, like, uh, like worry about uh, different plumbing. Like, they know what they're dealing oh, with. Boy, is that true? <laughs> that is so true. I am uncomfortable around my boy's plumbing and I have that plumbing <laughs> let alone a whole new set of drawings yeah, I'm not yeah, trying to deal with that it's not not great yeah not, not great to be uh, on diaper duty you're like okay what what is this <laughs> no can we take her through the car wash <laughs> <laughs> just hold her out the sunroof that was still my <laughs> only pressure washer I, I, if I did have a girl I was going to invent what I called the baby dishwasher, and it was just a it's something that you would put in a child in that was like a clear box that they would be up to to their <laughs> shoulders that would just whirl them around a little bit. So it really yeah. didn't matter what kind of gender you had; you just dunked them in there, <laughs> right. did a spin cycle, and then pulled them right back out. <laughs> did you used to work at a bar? Huh? Did they yeah, have yeah, that for right. glasses? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had one of those for a baby. I remember how terrified I was. Oh my god, I was so scared. Remember, there was a period of my time a, p- a period of my life where i only told my friends things like serious things that happened in my life on stage oh yeah i, I think we we're at the shady side yeah Saloon about, or about four of bill's milestone moments in his life were revealed to me not in personal conversation <laughs> but in joke form <laughs> on stage like i just would announce these things and i i was so <laughs> i just was so scared because i was like man i just don't know how to like you know as a guy like there's also obviously the macho end of it but then just from like a life standpoint you're like all right i've been down this road as a man as a boy like i can tell my son like here's the path what's the path for i wasn't paying attention (laughs) i don't know what the path is for a girl my sister i wasn't paying attention to my sister right i don't know how to tell her tell these girls to be you know, but then I realized there's, you know, just some universals that the dad's there for and then everything else. He's an idiot. I don't know a lot, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you're going to need a heating pad at some point. <laughs> that, that's all I and really know. a hot know. water bottle. It's uh, Wednesday. You shake at his touch and you tremble at what he might say. Yes, he's back on uh, Wednesday morning. And you're looking for Mr. Drums that make it creepy. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes, you're looking for Mr. Wednesday. Jeff Hoggle, like Mr. Wednesday, hanging out with us. That's more of a seasonal. Yeah, like it's winter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking as I was walking Dark out the door dreary. today. 
It doesn't, yeah, it's like nice out and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's well, a, lucky for us, we live in Pittsburgh, so that'll be here soon. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike Pursuta coming in next with your sports here on the DVE Morning Show. DVE Sports. I just, I can hear it in my head, Gardell recording that spot. No, I'm not going to gargle. No! <laughs> I will not gargle. It's in my rider, no gargling. I'm also going to go out on a limb and predict that they told him to sound like a yinzer and he did it in one take. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a pretty good guess. Mike Pursuit has got your sports on DVE. Sports is our brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. The Pirates got Joe Musgrove back from the DL in time to start last night's game against Washington. And Musgrove was dominating at times through five innings. Trouble was he was coming off the disabled list and, uh, only able to go five innings, in part because he hadn't thrown in a while and in part because he struck out nine Jeez. in his five innings of work. Uh, the one blotch on Musgrove's resume last night was a two-run home run surrendered to Anthony Rendon in the top of the fifth. That opened the scoring and gave the Nationals a 2 nothing lead. Uh, and then it got away from the Pirates in the sixth. The bullpen, particularly Stephen Brault, Unable to keep the game competitive. Brault entered and struck out Matt Adams to start the six. And then it was walk, single, single to load the bases. A four-pitch walk to Mark Reynolds to force in a run. An RBI single. And another bases-loaded walk to force in another run. He walked in two runs. Yeah. And the first one, four pitches. Here you go. They, They might as well have just done the intentional walk thing and saved everybody the time. That was right when I turned the game on when Brawl came in. Yeah. I'm like, ah, well, maybe they can keep it close here and scrap themselves, you know, scrap back into this one. And foop, foop, foop. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. And now they're down five nothing. And then it was time to turn. And, it to guys, I'm else. more of a singer now <laughs> yeah. than I am a uh, bullpen guy. Yes, he was. Uh, Offering up a fine rendition of Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen After the Game. <laughs> Nobody Knows My Sorrow. The line on brought a third of an inning, three hits, three runs, all of them earned three walks and one strikeout. It ended up 5-1 to one Nat. And that is uh, the first loss for the Pirates in the week of reckoning as per <laughs> general manager Neil Huntington. Yes, they did win two in a row. Yeah. He said on Sunday, 4-4 four four isn't going to cut it. That was before Sunday's game. They had nine games left before the All-Star break at that point. So I don't know lost a game in translation somewhere. But they had one, two in Those a row. two games are kind of like when Grandpa goes like for a walk by himself. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, maybe things hey. are okay. And then a day later, death rattle. Yeah. The cops are showing up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know this guy? <laughs> yeah. He was naked on the bridge. Right. <laughs> well, they are definitely... Letting it all hang out there right now, Mike. Gotta do something Did you read about the, the quote Clint Hurdle had yesterday when when he was asked about the fourth or the uh, All Star break? You got to read it at yeah. some point. I mean, I was meaning to get to that yesterday. Oh it's my just, lord! I mean, what it, is he talking about? It says everything you need to know. Yeah, and it's you know as you called this shot years ago when when they are winning, he sounds inspiring. When they're not, he sounds like Doctor Seuss. Yeah, yeah, it just sounds like <laughs> gibberish. Gibberish. Yeah, Tomlin does. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's like it's the uh, it's the verbal equivalent of Ken Griffey's swing. When he connects, it looks wonderful. <laughs> when, when he, he strikes when out, when he struck out, it looked horrific because it was the widest, most loping, 
whoosh, take forever. Yeah. How are you ever going to hit the ball yeah. doing it like that? Right. Exactly. And yet, he did, and yet he did a lot. He did, um, without steroids, too, I'll point out, because he was hurt all the time. But Stephen but, Brault managed to throw uh, 11 strikes on 27 pitches last night. Hey, that's, that's something to build on. <laughs> Better than 10. 17,103, <laughs> the announced oh. paid attendance. Oof. Now, there was a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I like making excuses for them. There was a flea market in Monhall. They had a... No. Uh, people were gearing up for Slurpee Day. Yeah, Still resting fire. up from the flurry invasion over yeah. the weekend. Yingy Malstein was at the, the Greensburg <laughs> Palace. <laughs> Yingy. What's his name? Yingve. Yingve, whatever. Yingy. Yingy. I like Yingy it's, better. It's, 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 it's a yingling. It's a yingling. <laughs> Yingy. One more against the Nationals. Yingy. This afternoon, Gio Gonzalez against Trevor Williams. Uh, this is a Facebook game. Have you heard about this? Major, oh, yeah. Major uh, League Baseball is doing uh, 25 streaming broadcasts this year on Facebook. This is one of them. If you want to see this, you got to go to www.facebook.com slash MLB Live Games, or you can log uh, onto Facebook's MLB Live page from your phone, your tablet, your smart TV, or your other streaming device. Uh, the MLB Network will produce the game. Rich Waltz will handle the play-by-play. Your color analysts are F.P. Santangelo and the mayor, Sean Casey. Well, given, yes. look at that. given the amount of fake news, the preponderance of fake news uh, promulgated on that platform at Facebook, this might be the best thing that happened to the Pirates in a long time. Nutting can just start claiming bigger crowds, pennant race, uh, better uh, uh, record. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Perjewski's Borscht. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Brawl had pinpoint control. The crowd was the biggest ever. Well, let's get. We should get uh, uh, Casey on today. He's doing the play-by-play on Facebook. Yeah, so he's probably well, he's so good. I, I love listening to him, man. He he did a couple games for Fox, didn't he, Mike? Like last year or a couple yeah, he's seasons done it ago. Before, yeah. yeah. Uh, the in-game reporter is oh. Stephen Nelson. No word on uh, the press release that I've access as to whether Antonio Brown's going to be doing live updates from the locker room <laughs> during that, the game. That's what they should do. They should like have players in the dugout have access to the cam, like where they can like all of a sudden, yeah, hey, let's check in with so and so and they're on their phone like doing a selfie in the bullpen. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> At least they can get a break from Greg Brown ranting against the DH. Why do you hate Greg Brown so much? I just I get that he doesn't want the DH in the National League. I think he has made his point by now, and he refuses to give it up. And I'm personally a DH fan, uh, but every time a pitcher gets a hit, he he posts it or talks about it as if to suggest that because uh, was Kingham got a two run mm-hmm. double on Sunday, yeah, he's holding up his RBI first ball. hit of his life. Uh, it, because the guy gets lucky once in a while, that that it, or are we to to believe that? Oh, pitchers can hit better than designated hitters? No, they can't. They just get lucky once in a while. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I do like that the National League doesn't have the DH. Yeah. But I, I also like watching the DH. If I, I had like, my druthers, I like that I'd it's say, different in different leagues. I like the strategy involved in having a pitcher, not a DH. Yeah. I went uh, a couple Fridays ago and uh, got to see one of those double switches that makes it so compelling. <laughs> and uh, you did you know, didn't blow you away. Max Moroff ended up batting in the pitcher spot instead of the pitcher. I was like, "Wow, boy, do I feel good about paying for these seats now?" <laughs> I got to see that. 
Wouldn't want to see a future Hall of Famer like a Paul Molitor close out his career because he can still hit, but he can't play a position and still hit 300 and bang one off the wall. I'll get to see Max Moore off on a double switch. That National League ball is fantastic. <laughs> you've you've gone full American League appreciation today with yeah. the with the uh, you got the uh, Detroit Lion or Detroit Tiger jersey on and uh, railing against uh, not using the DH. Yeah. What's it? How do you not wear your Twinkie uni, oh, it, but you wear the Detroit one? Well, it's, this is a uh, Kirk Gibson. Oh, it's a Gibby. Okay, Michigan State. It all makes sense. Sorry. And I, I'm actually going to the Pirate game today. Oh, that's that's so nice. I threw on a jersey. Sure. Oh, you're one of those guys oh. that wears a jersey of neither team oh. playing. Well, I'm certainly not going to wear the uh, Pirate jersey. You're the guy who didn't vote in 2016. <laughs> Not because I showed up in an Al Gore t-shirt. <laughs> As I Wait have established and, and attempted to establish uh, oh these many years, I don't root for the local teams. I report on them. Yes. So. No, no. True, true. But, but I always wonder the backstory of the people that show up wearing a jersey that has nothing to do with either team playing. I have been that guy on many occasions. Yeah, but I've done that now too I, because... I know a little bit. I like, you know, if I went to a game that didn't mean anything to me, if I'm working in Seattle and there's a game and I got no uh, dog in the fight, but I got my Buckos hat, I'm wearing it. That doesn't, you know, because my brother uh, did some work for like with the Nationals and he like works at the ballpark where they do their spring training. And he's like, here, here's your national hat. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. He's like, come on, dude, we're going, you know. Don't make me wear your costume. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. I'm like, it's disingenuous. Now I'm a different person all day. Remember the Bugs Bunny where he changed personalities every time a hat fell on him? <laughs> I do. That's <laughs> I know. That's That says a lot about you and me. <laughs> it says all you need to know. But that's what I kind of felt like. I'm like, I'm going to start acting like a different person. I'm going to start pretending that I like Bryce Harper, stuff like that. See, my gut reaction when I see someone at a stadium that doesn't have a jersey of the teams playing is initially, now there might be a backstory that's actually well thought out like Mike's, but my initial reaction is someone was invited to a baseball game. They're like, I like baseball. I have a baseball jersey. I'll wear that baseball jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When That's kind of what I thought. In baseball, it does not bother me. But when I see it in hockey or football, for some reason, I feel like, do you really need to make that statement here? Do you understand what's happening today? Every single Super battle. Bowl, there's people in the line to get in and at the stadium wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey. And I don't know if they're <laughs> doing it ironically or if they buy a ticket every year, you know, hoping and praying that maybe this is the year. Somebody tweeted a guy, a picture of a guy in a Browns jersey at a World Cup game. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I believe it was RG three, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh lord! Wow, is he still on that roster? No, no, he's on. Uh, I think he's on the Ravens. Baltimore. Or, yeah. yeah. Is it possible that when Browns fans show up to the Super Bowl, they're hoping for some type of designated survivor type scenario <laughs> where like like the other thirty one teams somehow get blow up in the explosion at the Capitol, and then just they're the ones that assume Super Bowl champion? It's like Stephen Baldwin going to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the World Cup, France uh, advanced to Sunday's championship game with a one nothing win over Belgium yesterday. Uh, that was a, it was it was a good game. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Scoring chances, uh, there weren't a lot of shots. Uh, France got five shots on goal, and Belgium got four. But the goal uh, was beautiful. Scoring chances all over the place. Uh, a header uh, off a corner in the fifty-first minute. 
It's England and Croatia at 2 o'clock today. All right, Val's got news top of the hour. I'm going to tell you one simple thing to help you have a better life. It's Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuit of Al Porter. Bill Crawford here. And, of course, Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle here on this uh, gorgeous summer. Right? Dead nuts. Summer. <laughs> July 11. Right in yeah, the middle. pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty. Just right the... <laughs> supposed to be nice today, though. Not quite as humid. That's good. Yesterday was a little bit. Much, bit, a little swampy, not bit much. bad. Uh, are you taking the kids out and about? And when it gets the hot, do you have an, uh, a temperature level where you're like, nope, too hot today? Yes, all last week, all last week. Oh yeah, way miserable. too hot, just but too just, hot. It's people in general. Like I called, but everybody's outside right now. Like that's what's great Everybody. about these last couple of weeks is everyone's outside. Like I called my buddy though the other day, and he's 34, and I called him to go do something. He's like, oh, I can't. Uh, I'm playing uh, kickball. And I was like. You're 34 and you're playing kickball? I was like, this is why China is kicking our ass economically. I was like, China's 12-year-olds don't even play kickball. Like, they have families to feed. They have responsibilities, okay? Like, we got to learn how to play the piano. No time for kickball. Yeah, there's a a couple leagues in Pittsburgh, right? The PSL? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. There are people in this building that play. Kickball. No question. Adult kickball. Yep. I feel like that's just an abdication of responsibilities at some point. So, like yeah, you're supposed I'd, to be having, you know, some fun, but that seems excessive. Well, that is the uh, that is a single person thing to do a lot of times too. Very that is a hey, maybe I'll get laid doing this, or yeah. or maybe stop and that'll happen. And then you'll yeah. Well, there's that too. Addition by but subtraction. It, no, no, because you have to keep you have to keep throwing the line out there in every like the difference. Like I was, I had to go to Turtle Creek last night, and on I Turtle called Creek. the. I called a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to be out your way. Love to hang out, grab a beer. I haven't seen you in a while. On my way back in, maybe I can uh, meet up with you for a beer. And he's like, yeah, you know, pop over to the house or whatever. I'm like, well, why don't we just go down to, you know, the local 3Ds or something. Or, or uh, what's the six-pack place? What's uh, it called? D's six-pack I said 3Ds. Yeah, yeah. That's an eerie place. Um, and he's like, no, no, no. Just come over to my house. I'm like, you don't even want to. Don't want to venture out and pop. I mean, all you have to do is put on flip flops. Now it's summer, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done doing that." Well, that's and like, I was thinking, you're not gonna you when you're single. Yeah, you, you're like, no, nah, I got to throw the line out. Like, ah, I probably won't catch any fish tonight, but you don't know unless you try. That's what I think. I think the allure of the nostalgia yeah. of old like playground games is kind of what brings people together. But oh yes, I see what you're saying. Like you know what I mean. Like everyone can agree. Like back in fourth grade, this was fun. So let's play some kickball. Let's play dodgeball. All that kind of stuff. Like I'll tell you again. one game that my kids play that I was kind of like, oh god, I'd love to play that. Is this game Gaga? Have you no. heard of this? What it's like a this game in like an octagonal pit. It's and, MMA for kids. Yes, and then they fight each other to the death. No, there's like a ball. I, I don't know exactly how it works. I think you have to like avoid being hit, and the ball c- comes into the center, and you just whack it. You know, at, so it's, it's like dodgeball ball with it's a bounce, ca- kind of. Yeah, I was at dodge a pool balls. party full of kids this past weekend, and three of the kids had iPod, iPads, and they were playing Fortnite while everyone uh. was swimming, like. They were Not out of the playing. pool, and they're just, boom, they're automatically in it. So do people even go and play games like they used I just to? Feel, yeah, they're taking like the uh. physicality out of it. Like, like, uh, like no one's ever going to re- n- know the joy of tetherball. 
Oh boy, oh, that was a huge ball. one, and that had to have been invented by a lazy stepdad, like <laughs> just like, "Hey, Ronnie, can you teach me how to play volleyball? Uh, just strap a bungee cord to a fence post. Don't come back inside until wheels over." <laughs> I, I think that I don't know. I mean, it, I have a hard time ragging on kids for playing video games because. Uh, when video games came out, I pretty much stopped <laughs> yeah. going outside too. No, me too. It's like I'm not going to go outside today. I'm going to try to beat Sonic. But well, there was a big jump though because it went from convenient video games and air conditioned, you know. But think about what we were coming from it was like the intense, you know, uh, like Red Rover and like all those oh, like right. super physically uncomfortably intense <laughs> games, cops seek. and robbers. Yeah, cops and robbers. But high, yeah, but like I'm talking about like the like the physically dangerous you know ones by today's <laughs> standard. The, the, oh well, didn't they outlaw jarts? Well, yeah, they, they have them now, but they're all like rounded and they're plastic. Yeah, like they used to fun. be straight up metal. They were darts. <laughs> Rusty spikes. <laughs> yeah. Giant Well, that's darts. why when everybody argues about gun control, they're like, can't be done. You know, I'm like, I don't know. They got rid of jarts. You know? <laughs> uh, but uh, the difference between playing video games and watching people play video games is a distinct one. And that new, is a thing a now thing. because uh. one of the kids at that pool party was watching his cousin play video games and he wasn't in the same room. He was on Twitch watching on his uh, iPad what? like he's watching a television show. And for those of you who haven't seen that yet, and most people probably know what it is by now, I mean, you are literally looking at a screen of somebody playing a video game and in the in the corner, there's a little box that's a video of their head and they got a headset on mm-hmm. and that person is talking their way through the video game and you're being entertained by that person narrating their own journey on this video game as a kid who grew up playing more like analog yeah crappy um Pong. graphics type video games it's hard to imagine but these games are so immersive realistic. Yeah. yeah multi-dimensional that to watch somebody play the game well like to watch an expert play actually is entertaining yeah like i could watch someone play metroid for exactly six minutes and then i'd (laughs) say give me the controller or else i'm going home like this is (laughs) this is not flying so have you given the story yet to your kids about how you had to play crappy analog video games with poor graphics or are they too young yet when i was your age there was only characters only went in one direction but see, here's where watching video games with this next generation is really nice. Is as a parent, I've brought my son down, and he's just watched me play Mario Kart 64. <laughs> and if if you would have signed me up for saying like, this is how parenting is going to be, you're going to have a three year old say wow at every single thing you do playing yeah. Mario Kart 64. I totally fun. sign up for that. Here's something that I, I wanted to mention yesterday. We were talking about just different like theme parks and things like that. There is a uh, go-kart track up close to Erie, Niagara Falls, and it is Mario Kart themed. Well, going to that. Got to go to that. It has like a multi-level... Just like all of today's conversation the- has has added three things on my to-do list for the summer. I'm going to the Dormont pool. Now I'm going to the oh, Mario yeah. Kart uh, racetrack. <laughs> the Dormont pool is the best. It is just... It's so fun. People watching. Oh, because you're jammed in there on the bank. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, it, they're really, they, they thought, like, let's go all pool with this this area. 
<laughs> and they got done. The they're like, space. guys, where is everybody going to sit? Do you know that famous painting? Up against the fence. In the Chicago Art Institute in Ferris Bueller, he goes and he looks at it, and it's the Surratt painting, and it's the, the pointillism. pointillism, and it goes right in on the one little kid, and it's like on a riverbank in France. I, w- I wish somebody would do a Surratt-style painting of the the Dormont pool bank so you can see the same people there and it wouldn't be you know the old timey you know baby in a buggy (laughs) and huge hats yeah yeah, it wouldn't be stuff like that it'd be you know some lady putting her cigarette out in a diet right (laughs) (laughs) the other thing about that is you hear all the family arguments Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was with my friends at uh, the Grove City Outlets this weekend. I'm like, there's a lot of fighting going on here. That's just public now. But that's <laughs> See, what I, people do. I feel like it's always just, you get parent solidarity. Like, if I'm at a pool and I hear, like, you're not getting an ice cream sandwich. I'm like, yeah, you, you stick it to that kid. But you're already at the goddamn <laughs> yeah. pool. Like, you don't need a freaking ice cream sandwich, too. You're not doing this just that's for yourself. Awesome. You're doing this you, for me. You take a stand. And then they take it too far. (laughs) Smack him. I'm going to beat you so much more when we get home. Uh Uh-oh. I'm still with you in principle, but I'm just against your tactics there. That's why Lieutenant Kurtz. (laughs) Kurtz. (laughs) The horror. That's why you can't vocalize your support of somebody, because you don't know how far they're going to take it. Because up to that point, you're like, yes, solidarity. And then they're like, they just start, they punch the kid in the kidney, and you're like, oh, "Oh, God. You're going to get the cigarette lighter when we get back in the car. Somebody's getting curb stomped lighter. Val's got news next. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the one thing you can do to make your life way better. Phil Bork's going to be in studio uh, talking about Hockey Fest 2018. The band Inco Fido performing at Deutschtown Music Festival. Everyone's raving about this band. I cannot wait to check them out. That's a nine. Double M, Mark Madden will be coming in uh, as well. And uh, Jeff, you got anything going on? Uh, no, it's my wife's birthday today, so happy birthday. Oh, happy happy birthday, birthday, Jerry. Jerry. Right on. Uh, so you got uh, you're going to big uh, cake, Dormont pool afternoon? Cake. <laughs> it's ice cream cake, Dormont pool. That's all, that's all nice. we're doing. Good. 43% of men would prefer to have a boy over a girl, whereas women didn't really care one way or the other. Guys don't want to have to, like, uh, like worry about uh, different plumbing. Like, they know what they're dealing oh, with. Boy, the is that true? <laughs> that is so true. I am uncomfortable around my boy's plumbing, and I have that plumbing, <laughs> let alone a whole new set of drawings. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to it's, deal with that. It's not not great. Yeah. Not, not great to be uh, on diaper duty. You're like, okay, what what is this? <laughs> no. Can we take her through the car wash? <laughs> <laughs> Just hold her out the sunroof. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah. Jeff Conklin, Mr. Wednesday, in with us uh, earlier this morning. Phil Bork will be joining us at 8.45 to talk Borky. about Hockey Fest 2018. The band Inco Fido performing live in the uh, coffee house in anticipation of the Deutschtown Music Fest. That'll be 9.15. Mark Madden closing things out. Did you guys see the stage they're using for one of the stages, one of the several dozen stages they're using for the Deutschtown Music Festival? 369 bands over mm. two days on the north side, but um, which sounds like a lot. But <laughs> one of the stages is the original stage in uh, in the park. Uh, it's like Allegheny Commons across the street from the Elks. So if you walked out oh, of the yeah. front door By of the, the Elks. Right. Yes. They have a stage there that is decades old that they stopped using. It's like a big stone stage thing. But they built it so that the stage faces the city. So what the organizers of Deutschtown are doing is they're trying to appeal to the city and say, look, 
We need to fix this up, turn the stage around so that the backdrop of the stage is the city skyline. And I've gone... So that not just the band gets to look at the city as they play. And they've held a few <laughs> Saturday afternoon concerts there just to kind of show it off to the neighborhood. And I, I've gone down and checked it out. It's amazing. So that's a permanent stage there? Yeah, it is right now. Oh, but that's awesome. They want to make it you know, a little more usable. I think it's uh, possibly a, a bit dilapidated. But they're going to be using it, and they're going to be facing the park, not the city. Mm-hmm. So that when you go down there, there's a natural sort of amphitheater in the park there, and it's 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 wonderful. Like you can take blankets, take chairs, and hang out. And they have bands just at that stage all mm-hmm. day and all night Friday, and it's so scenic and so beautiful. You'll wonder when you see it why the hell they haven't done this years before. It's killer. I think and the I know it's supposed to be good this weekend too. Weather's supposed to be yeah. It's gonna be warm, but it's. I think fairly dry. Should be trees in the park. Beautiful. <laughs> nice and shady. Yeah, there we posted go. up at the park the last time we went to Deutschtown. Yeah, because there's a stage on the opposite end of that park, too. Mm-hmm. And then there's one on Forland. Is it Forland? Is that what it is? What's the name yeah, of that, that street? Big, that one big intersection. Yeah, the one yeah. straight down from Allegheny Brewing. Uh, at any rate, you're going to love uh, Inco Fido. That's at 9 o'clock this morning. But I You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Hey, happy Deutschtown. <laughs> Everybody says that uh, we're making Cervelli. Happy Sunday. Sound like Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. the new catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. No. Hi, everybody. No. Yeah, I don't think it sounds like it. Happy Sunday. Happy Deutschtown. It's like he said happy Sunday without smiling. It's like he has the blankest face ever. Happy Sunday. Play it again. It sounds like he's about to fall over. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I'm going to die now. Yeah, happy Sunday. Sounds like, yeah, he would say that over somebody's body after he killed them. (laughs) Happy Sunday. I'm tired. What do you got, Val? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 63 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. The soccer team rescued from that cave in Thailand won't be able to accept an invitation to the World Cup final. The 12 boys and their coach spent more than two weeks in that cave after it flooded. The last of them was finally rescued yesterday. Their doctors say they won't be able to accept FIFA's invitation to go to the World Cup final due to medical reasons. FIFA released a statement saying it looks forward to inviting the boys to a future event. Psychologists also saying those boys will likely be suffering from flashbacks and PTSD. Yeah, I... I I was just marveling yesterday at just the sheer logistics of that rescue. I just couldn't imagine it in my head. Like I was like, "How are they in a cave that was flooded? That it was two miles mm-hmm. from the entrance to where they were, and all this underground, like this underwater rope that, like a slack line and strategically placed oxygen tanks. Those guys were swimming underwater for like three hours." Yeah, and then they had to give the kids a mask and and kind of show them, them along the way. Out. How did I think they, they said they drugged some of them? How many days was it? Two weeks. What do you mean they drug like, like like so they didn't wig out the I, kids? Yeah, when they were getting it, evacuated. Because imagine that, like trying to go underwater in a cave. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> 
I but still there's don't, no other opportunity. I really don't out. understand how it happened. How did they survive for two weeks? What did I they, have no what idea. What did they eat? No, did they I catch bugs and kill the bugs? That's what. Yeah, that's I the only know. recourse, I guess. Were they the only people trapped in there? Like, were they the only people checking the cave out that day or something? I don't know. I mean, they were the only ones in there, so. Yeah. That story just kind of, like, happened, and it was half the way through before I really, like, paid right. any attention. Because well, yeah. all of us were on vacation. Yeah. So I wasn't paying attention to the news, and then someone's like, oh, yes, the cave kids. And I'm like, what, what, what? the hell is going on? And then I didn't understand. I thought it was an American soccer team, team because it was such a big story here. And then it actually made me feel good that we cared about a bunch of kids who were trapped somewhere. <laughs> like, all right, we're not totally dead inside. <laughs> Save them. Save those kids. But I'm glad everything's all right there. But yeah, uh, getting out of a cave after two weeks, barely surviving it and being told, congratulations, you're going to Russia, might not be exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> because you, there would be no light ever. Right. And ha- their phones, I'm sure, were dead unless they oh. took turns. You know, well, like, they had you to keep use... your phone on for a day and then I'll keep mine on. They had to use like high-powered flashlights underwater. I know that. Oh, because just thing. to navigate... Just imagine, like, just in your head, try to imagine being in a cave if you've ever gone to like Laurel Caverns mm-hmm. or whatever, and then imagine being underwater there. How did they not just completely freak out, just in general, from being trapped in that space? That coach had to play a big role in keeping yeah. those kids calm, man. That's just amazing. That story is. I hope they never make a movie out of it. They will. Oh, my God. It's going to be out next year, probably. Fans who were left outside Key Bank Pavilion during Saturday's Jimmy Buffett concert don't, you know, I don't feel quite as bad for these people for these as people? the Tyson. The they were <laughs> trapped outside Elon for Musk over 45 minutes. Elon Musk figure out a way to get these people into the Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> uh, those people, uh, some will be reimbursed. Dozens of fans frustrated at Saturday's show when security checkpoints took too long and caused them to miss part or most of the show. Live Nation is allowing those people stuck outside to receive concert cash to use at any of its (laughs) venues. According to the Post-Gazette, their press release said that if you were not in the gate by 825, which they can tell from your ticket, uh, you're going to get this concert cash and you'll be compensated based on the price of your ticket. Yeah, that's like giving the cave kids a trip to the cave. (laughs) That story was huge in Thailand. Everybody was following the Jimmy Buffett concert story. Those poor people. Like, oh, God. How did they survive? Those oh, poor adults. They're riveted. <laughs> they're just sat by their TVs. This is probably only the 57th time they've seen this band. Yeah. It's tragic. They well, all rented a bus to go out there. I mean. Did you God, see the pictures, though, of the people waiting in line? How long the lines were? Oh, it was huge. And the average age of the Jimmy Buffett concert goer is heavier than 50, Four, right? Like, really? Average, I, you think? I, thought I was going to say 40. Younger. I thought they were res- uh, kind of experiencing a little bit of a renaissance. P- perhaps, but I'm guessing there were a lot of swollen prostates is my point. And really um, sore ankles and lower just, backs. I mean, just older dudes who are like the edema. not going in and just peeing really quick in the bathroom. Guys who are just all the, the lines must have been forever just to pee. Have you seen the, in the new- Because you only have so many, what, there's like three porter potties every mm, I don't several know. hundred yards out there. Oh, that's it? There's, I know there's- so they have two big more. bathrooms on the side. 
like actual bathrooms inside in, in, in a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside. I'm talking about outside yeah, waiting no, in outside, line. No, you're just going right there. I'm sure. Oh, have you seen like the adult diapers commercials recently? Like they're making uh, yeah, it like Jimmy Buffett show. They're like making it like it's active wear. They oh, show yeah. like a guy hiking and you know really getting after <laughs> just, it in the wilderness. Wait a minute. Hold on a just, second. He does the <laughs> Steve Martin face from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> Thank you. His eyes cross. Active wear, it's like lycra. Is yeah. it like? It's like yeah, they're like uh, stretchy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like stretchy diapers. That is so funny. Stretchy diapers. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna go for a hike. Let me get my stretchy diapers. That sounds like well, that was my CB name when I was a kid. <laughs> a snake and its owner grounded after trying to board a plane at Miami International Airport on Sunday. Alert TSA agents detected an organic mass inside a hard drive that was inside a bag checked for a flight to Barbados. Uh, am I stupid about computers? Aren't hard drives big? No, not always. Not no. anymore. Okay. You're thinking of the old school like towers? Like these things under no, like they're... that I keep kicking every day? That can be that big. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's not quite as cumbersome to carry on a flight, but uh, the mass turned out to be a live ball python, which was turned over to U.S. Fish and Wildlife. TSA says the passenger who tried to sneak the snake onto the plane will be fined. Sneaking the snake. I don't think it was a... uh, Wait, is that a euphemism? Support snake. A sneak of the snake on the plane. (laughs) In other airline Support news, snake. passengers flying on Southwest this summer will no longer receive peanuts. Starting August 1st, they'll stop serving packaged peanuts on all flights uh, due to the peanut allergy so many people I, suffer from. I thought this was uh, gone a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, me too, but uh, they'll still give out pretzels and other snacks. Too. Aren't they like the crappiest peanuts? Like I always feel like the peanuts you get on an airplane are like the bottom of the bucket at the peanut factory (laughs) it's just like the stuff in the corners where they're like all right sweep that up and put those into little bags we'll give them to people on an airplane i don't know which airline it is it might be southwest they serve those little cookies that are almost like gingerbread yes oh they're so good is that u.s air because i remember those too boscoffs they look like they're gonna be absolutely awful no they're so and then you get so desperate that you bite into one you're like ah Sometimes Can I get Co- a couple more of these? Sometimes Costco sells those. I don't know. My my backpack, which is my carry-on, is so full of little cookies. cookies. And yeah, I, I just keep bags. almonds and stuff in there at all times, protein bars. I just keep that thing constantly packed with food because I know how... In any moment, it could be a five-hour stand just sitting there next to a guy who's miserable. It's true. And then you give them the Snickers and they turn from, you know, the Joe Pesci into being the normal person anyway. again. Yeah. Uh, researchers from Northeastern University have discovered that your phone is spying on you. Really so far, that. your phone is not actively turning on a microphone and listening to you and sending audio clips to advertisers. But some apps are sending screen recordings and screenshots to third parties. Even though scientists didn't find any examples of phones recording sounds, they warn Stay vigilant. It's easy enough for the app to turn on that microphone and listen into anything you're up to without you knowing it. Oh, that's not scary at all. Good. I don't I can hardly hear the person I'm talking to on the phone. How the hell can they hear me say <laughs> Boscoffs? And how many employees do they have? I mean, 
this this seems like a pretty uh, tenuous task to be listening in on just random people's phone calls. Well, I don't think we're people of interest. Do you have the Comcast microphone thing on your remote? I yes. Don't, I don't have Comcast. And oh. I love it. Oh, my God. Don't tell amazing. me. Oh, there's no way that that's not going to be listening to you if it isn't oh, already. Oh, sure. God. Your TV's uh, listening to you. Why wouldn't that? Why wouldn't your remote control? I'm just afraid it's going to tell people what I've been watching. <laughs> That's what I don't want. You're like, look at this pansy. <laughs> I've got one simple thing you can all do to have a much better life. Play music at home. There are some interesting stats to support this. People who listen to music at home spend an average of three hours and 13 minutes more with their family every week. They feel 87% happier than they did before they played music at home. 83% say chores are much easier. 50% say they like cooking more and they spend 20% more time cooking with their significant other. And the biggie, people who listen to music at home claim they have 67% more sex. What are you playing Al Green the whole time? (laughs) Maybe. I, I've had to adjust the music that we listen to at home because the music I grew up with is way too expletive laden. And uh, let's face it, the kids' bop version of Tupac just isn't the same. Not not quite the same. <laughs> I listen to music all the time when I clean. I I I, I always have music on. Yeah, but Ooh. but it's you know for some people it's not it doesn't spring to mind. Mm-hmm. For me. <laughs> The quiet is the worst thing in the world. It was quiet. I'm like, I can hear all the voices now. (laughs) (laughs) I really got to quell this. Trying to drown them out. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about anything. I'd rather think about the, you know, the new Dan Auerbach record. (laughs) Warner Brothers is trying to solve the major traffic and parking issues around the famous Hollywood sign with an aerial tram. Studio head honchos say the tram would connect the sign to their Burbank lot location and would be called the Hollywood Skyway. Officials say that it will come with a $100 million price tag, which the studio says they're going to pick up. The proposal comes as the city is looking for solutions to the almost daily traffic jams of people trying to get uh, to the Hollywood sign and take a, a selfie. Wasn't Walt Disney trying to get the, like the monorail up and going way, way back? No, I don't know. I don't know about that. But there was a monorail out at South Park. Did you know that? No. Did it carry uh, the water buffaloes around? (laughs) Yeah. And it it went 35 35 miles miles an hour. hour. (laughs) Yeah. They're not water buffaloes. I think they're just buffaloes. Just regular old buffaloes. Yeah. There's no water really around them. No. There's some tanks. Right. Is there a beach out there, pal? No, but there is a (laughs) pool. Aha. At South Park. South Park pool. I I think it's a wave pool. Bring your own beach. Is it? Yeah, it is. I think. American Treasure, a four-CD box set of unreleased music from the Tom Petty Vault, is coming out September 28th. The 60-song career-spanning collection will feature previously unissued recordings, both studio and live. Petty's daughter, Audria, and his wife, Dana, and original heartbreakers, Mike Campbell and Ben Montench, all had a hand in compiling it. Uh, what we know so far was announced uh, yesterday on Petty's Sirius Channel, which also provided a 1982 song from the new release. It's called Keep a Little Soul. More details are expected to be released this morning. And at least two guitars played by Tom Petty and some other items that belong to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are set to be sold at auction. A 1965 
1965 Gibson SG and a signed 1963 Gibson SG Jr., plus Petty's top hat among the items to be sold via Heritage Auctions on July 21st in Dallas. A portion of the proceeds from that auction will be donated to Petty's favorite charities in Los Angeles, the Midnight Mission and Tazzy Animal Rescue Fund. And finally, Zach Wild, Steve Vai, what did Jeff call him, Ingy? Malmsteen uh, and Nuno Betancourt will team up for the second generation Axe Tour. Yingy. Kicks off November 7th in Oakland, California. Tickets go on sale Friday. That tour stops at the Palace Theater in Greensburg on December 3rd. So if you're a guitar fan, that'll be a good show for you to see. Clouds and sun, low 80s today, less humid as well. It is 66 at DVE. Mike Pursuit with your sports. When we come back, Bucko's uh, drop one last night. World Cup action. France advances and it Francis. Mark Madden will be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. Borky talking hockey. Hockey Fest 2018. That'll be 845 plus. Cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday. July 15th, from 2 to 5 at Kennywood, you and a guest get to join Bill and cut the lines for a whole bunch of rides. Swingshot, Phantoms, Revenge, Exterminator, Thunderbolt, Jackrabbit, etc. And then after the ride, you get a picnic lunch in the pavilion. Caller number 41 right now, 333-WDVE. You're off to Kennywood. Cutting the line with Crawford this Sunday, 333-WDVE. DVE Sports. Hey, congratulations to Matt and Apollo. Matt and a friend will be with Bill cutting the line. Let's go, Matt. At Kennywood on Sunday. Another chance to win later this morning. Keep listening for that. Mike's got your sports right now on DVE. What's up? Pirates lost to the Nationals 5-1 to one last night. Stephen Brault uh, did something that's not easy to do. He gave up three hits and three walks and three runs in a third of an inning. That turned a 2-0 deficit yeah. into a 5-0 deficit, and that was pretty much all she wrote. The significance there is it is the first loss in what for the Pirates, uh, according to General Manager Neil Huntington, is their week of reckoning. Huntington talking uh, before Sunday's action said that uh, it was a huge week and that 4-4 uh, and wasn't going to cut it. Uh, among some of Huntington's other comments, quote, sometimes reality sets in, the optimism has turned to realism. That was on Sunday. So Clint Hurdle yeah. was asked about it on Monday. Uh, specifically, uh, this is from our buddy Tim Ben's piece on TribLive.com. Uh, Hurdle was asked if he is an optimist or a realist. According to Benzie, uh, Hurdle's response that... Uh, was that he tries to maintain both qualities, optimism and realism. Clint goes on to say, quote, if you want to Google up something, Google up the Stockdale paradox. Now, when Clint Hurdle gives you something like that, who but Tim Benz would actually Google Stockdale paradox, right? (laughs) Uh, According to Benz, the uh, Stockdale paradox comes from a business book by James Collins that's entitled Good to Great. in it, Collins interviewed James Stockdale, the former vice presidential candidate and Navy vice admiral, who said, quote, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. Benzie goes on to write that, uh, and I quote Benzie, Stockdale was referring to his eight years spent in a Vietnamese prison camp. Hurdle is just trying to find a few starting pitchers with ERAs under four. <laughs> so, That's kind of the same thing, right? I'd like us not to be mediocre, but we are. The Stockdale Paradox. Hey, look, 
when the general manager says, all right, we stink, then uh, maybe it's time to stop believing. I don't know what they thought was going to happen to attendance when Neil Huntington said, you know, time to confront reality as opposed to being optimistic. I mean, I think he's trying to grease the skids for dumping some players, right? They're dumping a lot of grease on those skids. Which, when that will happen, that's going to really entertain me because everybody has been howling at the moon for the last six weeks saying, this team stinks, this team stinks, this team stinks. (laughs) Then they're going to get rid of pieces and people are going to say, how can you get rid of him? Well, I mean... Well, because they stink now with him, imagine how much worse they'll be without him. Yeah, I mean, if the building's falling down, you know, and and you take out the foundation, it's not going to make the building any better. But it was going to fall anyway. Maybe the foundation wasn't any good either. Maybe it was just an overpaid foundation. I know, but... uh, Well, because you know they're not going to rebuild, Mike. Well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, it, 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 when it acts as some sort of absolution for the owners for being completely negligent, having a 100-win team and dismantling it in a year, that's when it bothers me. When you make an argument like, hey, they stunk anyways. This is smart. The Pirates are being smart right now. Like, no, they got themselves into this jam. It's kind of like uh, fixing a mess of your own creation. Correct. And, and you, then taking credit for it. And you said Not yesterday, I wish that somebody would do a more quantitative, quantitative report about how much more money this guy could make if he put a decent team out there. Yeah, that's well, been my theory all along. If you're filling your park, you're going to make way more than when there's 17,000. Go back to the go back to the first wild card game year and go back to the year following that. Record crowds. Record crowds. People showing up in droves to see their ball club every night. And the problem is when somebody like Garrett Cole leaves, when Cut when Kutch leaves, he's saying goodbye to the fans, and he had a relationship with this city and had a big role in turning around what had been a Huge. decades-long loser. Huge. So his relationship with the fan base, completely different than Garrett Cole's. Yeah. So when Garrett Cole leaves, his perspective is, hey, it's really nice to be somewhere where they want to win because I, I just played for a bunch of clowns, whereas Kutch is speaking solely to the fans. So he has a more, you know, uh, sort of uh, reverential tone when talking about his time here. You know, Garrett Cole had no problem going, yeah, they didn't even want to win up there. They're doing something different. That lets you know there are people in that clubhouse who think that. Oh, no, have been for a long time. Going back to Giles and Kendall. Yeah, and then, it, you know, went away for three years, but... Uh... It's back. And now the Pirates aren't the only franchise that this happens to. Uh, Kansas City is the worst team in baseball. And was it 2015 World Series? Mm -hmm. Just a few short years ago. But the difference is there was a World Series, not a 98-win season that fell off the cliff in the wild card game. Hmm. It's a little easier to take. 2014. If you've got the World Series. Another one against the Nationals this afternoon. Gio Gonzalez against Trevor Williams. What kind of paradox? Like the, huh? Sorry, I'm getting these confused. When, when was uh, KC? I thought it was 15. It was 15. The Mets and the Royals. If you want to watch the Pirate game today, you can't do it on television. It's uh, one of Major League Baseball's 25 streaming broadcasts on www.facebook.com slash MLB Live Games. Uh, one of the people... Bringing you the action will be none other than the mayor, Sean Casey. Beautiful. 
Did we try to get a hold of Case? No dice, can't do it today. Right. He's busy. No shoes, no shoes, no shirt, no dice. No dice indeed. We got Spicoli on that one. World Cup yesterday, France beat Belgium one to nothing in semifinal number one. I thought it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I was wondering what you'd think of a one nothing game. I really liked it. Uh and you know, I'm not admittedly a soccer expert. But uh, I could see the contrast in styles. Belgium trying to attack and play the half-court game. France trying to sit back and defend and then counter and transition. How about that Mbappe and, kid? Oh, my God, is he magic. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> He's, he, it, uh, it's going to be a poor analogy, but uh, Barry Sanders, every time the ball's on his feet, <gasps> yeah, something could happen here. Mm-hmm. You know, he could run around a guy or he could make a great pass. Or, How about that double backflip pass he had? Which yeah. uh, created that chance? It reminded me of you know there's there are one nothing games in hockey as well, and sometimes the goalies play really well, and mm-hmm. there's, there's there are scoring chances, but not a lot of goals scored. I thought there were a lot of chances. It was you didn't have to wait too long. It was exciting until the ball got in a position or somebody tried to. Belgium was you know crossing into the box all day, mm-hmm. and the French defenders just kept heading it out of there. It was. Uh, compelling uh and you know the passion and, and what's at stake uh again i'm not going to start watching the premier league every sunday morning before i go to the steeler game but uh my two i really two enjoyed my, it. my brothers and their sons are way into it oh there's a lot of there, there's they a are cult, way into the premier league like particularly they, in the media all the guys that cover football watch because it. you can enjoy it maybe yeah. you don't have to report on it what it's you didn't you. go to college no, you, but I'm you saying don't get like guff from the soccer fans. You yeah. guys, you know, sports writers grow up loving sports and thinking yeah. that writing about sports would be the greatest possible profession. And then they get into it, and then they get they see how the sausage is made. They and realize, they oh with, my god, I hate all these players, and I can't stand the fans. Yeah, oh, well, you're not supposed to root is the biggest it, it, hurdle to that. Which right. is why I'm wearing a Kirk Gibson jersey because he's right. long gone, and yes, he didn't play here except for ten minutes. He's not dead, but yeah, he's he's uh, not playing anymore. out of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, he probably walks better now than he did when he played. But yeah, but if, <laughs> if, I guess the point I was trying to get at, if you like athletics, you don't have to know specifically where every one of the players is supposed to be on the field to see the concepts unfolding, uh, to see the competitiveness of it. It's hockey. Uh, if you understand hockey, you can understand soccer. The passion cool. of the fans is, is unlike anything. And, uh, you know, you start picking up the backstories when you pay attention. For example, the French coach... I'll see if I can take a stab at pronouncing this correctly. Is it Didier Deschamps? Uh, sure. That's what it looks like. That Teddy does Duchamp. sound correct. Uh, Teddy Deschamps' offspring. They pointed out on the broadcast yesterday, he's one of 11 men alive who knows what it's like to have captained a World Cup winner. He was France's captain in 1998 when it won. And uh, now he's trying to become one of three guys to win the World Cup as a player and a coach-slash-manager. I think they call them managers. But uh, I was, it was really cool. I, I'm going to the Pirate game today, so I'm, I got the DVR going for England-Croatia. You can watch on your phone. My brother watches all the games on his phone. Well, but if I'm at yeah, the Pirate game, too. I'm going to watch the Pirate game, not the soccer. Yeah, you can still have uh, – there's a lot of downtime. You can look down on yeah, your phone in between pitches. <laughs> Did you see one of the players got – one of the uh, France's star players got hurt, and they were they came on the field, and they were spraying some kind of – it looked like dry ice or yeah, something to called, get the they, inflammation they, they down? They called it Magic Cool or something. That was uh, Giroux. What is that? Not to be confused with Claude Giroux. Yeah. He's actually got a D on the end of his name. What? what I like a, I'm fascinated. Why don't yeah. they use that in other sports? Yeah, baseball uses it. Do they? Yeah, he's, when a guy gets hit by a pitch, they do it. Okay. 
I've just never seen that before on TV. Yeah, and then it was weird because they didn't want to sub them out because you lose them for the game. But or the half, right? But Wasn't he, it the first half or it was, something? It was in the first half, but if you take him out, he's out, mm-hmm. right? So they just took him out and played with 10 guys for a couple minutes while he was kind of yeah. recovering well enough to go out there and, and make it to halftime, and then he was fine in the second half. But yeah. Strategy. Good thing they don't have the DH in soccer, huh? <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Coming up, <laughs> Phil Bork, 845 in the band. Inco Fido getting you ready for Deutschland Music Fest. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, and Mike Pursuta. You know, Bill didn't grow up with MTV the way that Val and I did. I did. It was just in a different era. Like, I wasn't paying attention in, the early, videos. in the early portion of the 80s. I really wasn't on board yet. Right. Well, we're we're just old enough, m- older than you, to have had a different experience with MTV. So you didn't have like for sure the breaking Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun video. So what we're no uh, good uh, enough classic. I I was aware right. at that point. But we've had Bill look at at some videos that he has previously didn't have. Uh, exposure to uh and we had him do a segment we, we were calling revisionist video history and then uh, the first one we did was journeys uh separate ways which is one of the all-time worst, worst. just terrible yeah terrible video i got your next one lined and up the best way already. do you yep oh i can't wait uh all right this so, is fun for me so let's do cindy lopper girls just want to have fun today now this is not a video you had You'd know. Yeah, I've never seen this. I think I, this is 1983 or 1984. I can't believe you have never seen this video. Well, you weren't here yesterday when we were talking about it. He's like, "What? What? What are some other videos we should do?" And he was mentioning "Aha," and I was like, "Eh, not Take that one." I go, me. "What about like girls just want to have fun?" Do you know that one? He's like, "No," and I'm like, "Captain Lou Albano." And he's like, "What? <laughs> do you know who Captain he's Lou like, Albano?" Yeah. Was? Well, yeah, okay. but he thought that was the Goonies video. Yeah. Because it was like the Goonies video was kind of a follow up in a way. Well, I found I discovered some some uh, some behind the scenes stuff. Basically, Lou Albano was on a flight back from Puerto Rico with Cindy Lauper, and her manager suggested that they collaborate in some way. And Girls Just Want to Have Fun was their first collaboration, and it, be- it was such a hit that they became you know lifelong friends. And then he ended up being in almost every video that she did after that. So the b- beginning of the video shows her mom cracking eggs in a old Scott style kitchen oh, yeah. there. Everything about that opening scene reeks of the 80s. And and Cindy Lauper is kind of like if the 80s was a person. <laughs> Cuz she always looks like she put her outfits together after a bomb went off in a hot topic. <laughs> she looks like she just dumped, you know, canisters of spray paint into her hair and then had somebody shake her. That's how oh, she I did her she hair. Oh, so cool. Oh yeah, she was. But it was this video was actually like I I forgot there was some trauma that I had buried when I watched this video. This like I was unfamiliar with the video, but the song was burned into my psyche because oh, yeah. my sister made me watch the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, yeah, Sarah about Jessica Parker 75 times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, if you know, if you've never seen the movie, it was one of these movies where it was like, you know, this kid is obsessed with this dance show called Dance TV, and she wants to go audition in downtown Chicago, but her dad doesn't want her to go. And spoiler alert, she goes. And because uh, girls you know, just want to have fun. Yeah, and no white person who was told they couldn't dance was going to put up with that in the eighties. 
That was basically the oppression of white people in the 80s. It was just the villains were just dads that didn't want their daughters getting grinded on by some loser in an abandoned warehouse. That's it. It's like, don't you want me to have fun, Dad? No, I don't want you to get donkey punched, sweetheart. That's right. Don't you know dancing is a gateway drug? Oh, you don't know. The, this video, the production elements in this video are something that you could get on like an Apple IIc. Yeah, they spent $35,000 on this video, and I think they overpaid. Yeah. They really did spare every expense. It was well, she that was, was the early days of videos, too. They weren't. You oh, know. it was right at the beginning. Actually, the video won a Grammy. Videos win Grammys? Won a Grammy or, or an MTV, MTV video? MTV, MTV, I don't know. The song won one. A Grammy, but it was yeah. Also- it ended up being it ended up being like this feminist anthem. Yeah. Well, but I always thought that like because I was a kid, and I'd never been out at Erie, and I looked up in this video. I was like, oh, that's what New York looks like: multicultural. <laughs> everybody's wearing funky clothes. Right. There's a you know big Italian uh, crazy guy or Albanian guy running around. Whatever Al- Lou Albano is. D- does Captain <laughs> Lou Albano look like he could be Joe Bartnick's uncle? How do we know For he's sure. not? I, we don't. <laughs> it looks like it could be anybody's uncle. But she seemed outrageous, and I never thought, like, oh, this is a great musician. She's a great singer. She'll be around she for said, yeah. 50 years. Meanwhile. She had a pretty successful career. She, oh, yeah. Hugely successful career. I think career. she's coming with Rod Stewart this summer. Yeah, she can sing, man. She yeah, can she really is. She's sing. coming to the PP, uh, PPG yeah. Paints, right? Okay. But yeah. the, the girls just want to have fun. Uh, the The whole plot of this video seems to be that they just want to uh, follow her around like a Pied Piper. Yeah, and they just want to have fun. It's, it's doesn't look very fun. Somehow that's a, a feminist anthem in the eighties. I just the eighties was just so innocent. Yeah, that, that they is were like, funny. "What do you want to do? We just want to have fun. Can we just skip down the street?" <laughs> it's a feminist yeah. anthem. Yes. We, do you want to have equal rights? No, I'm uh-uh. just fun. No, we just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to have fun. Do you want and equal then, pay? No, fun. Fun's Captain fine. Captain Lou Albano, like, I don't understand. Fun. I know that he was the guy that kept the rubber band and Hawaiian shirt industries afloat <laughs> throughout the entire 80s, but I like to imagine that he was just a human junk drawer. Like, as he walked down the street, batteries and paper clips and old rolls of film just fell out of him. He's uh, he plays the role of what what appears to be an abusive father in this video, though. Uh, Seems yeah. like it. Yeah, so again, he gets uh, he gets put in a uh, little chicken wing against the wall. She, oh yeah, she, at the she's end, not yeah, having he it. gets his comeuppance. Uh, you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong on this. Comeuppance, Bill. But isn't that her real mom in the video? I don't know that. I think I didn't it is. get that. I didn't get that far in my uh, I think in my that, research. In I think that's her real mom in the video. It's just it basically she goes out into the streets of New York and gra- like gathers like Pied Piper style all of these girls who follow her back in her bedroom and then they have a pillow fight. Yeah, um, I, I give the video a seven. I uh, mean, out it, of like uh, out of ten. Okay, just because it was you know the cultural impact of the 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 song and the video good. was was pretty huge for the early part of her career. But to me, good enough is really her. Her best video. She uh, this this particular YouTube clip of this video, which is the official video, has five hundred and eighty three million views. Oh yeah, she'll be in Pittsburgh August on 11th. YouTube. Did you know yeah. that that wasn't her song? That like she didn't write that. I don't think was, she wrote a lot of her songs. But. It was um, some guy uh, Robert Hazard or something. In from I can't remember his name now. Yeah, Robert Hazard. Wrote the original version, and it sound he sounds like Dracula singing the same song. 
He there's wrote. a real. There's another version of it. Oh yeah, Robert. Ha- Look oh. up Robert Hazard. So it's not. And he, girls he just want to have fun. He wrote the song and recorded it, and then she did her version of it. Oh, I didn't realize that. So he looks like he's some sort of like post-punk, new wavy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks kind of like Nick Cave, like in a weird way. But yeah, this, yeah. this is weird looking. All right, get to the. This is his song. Oh, this is not going to be good. It sounds like he would be singing this, leading the band in like Once Bitten or something. Here's how you know it's uh, Once Bitten. That's a hilarious movie. It's just start counting. Here's when you know something's not a real big hit. Here's the ways that I want to have fun. The Robert, He does look like Dracula. Doesn't he? The first YouTube comment in the Robert Hazard version of Girls Just Want to fu- Have Fun is from a guy named Clive Preston, and it says... I play guitar on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that video, like, the girls just want to have fun. Everything about the video took me back. All the wallpaper. Oh, just, like, the yeah. wallpaper I didn't realize was going to be such a nostalgic thing for me. Like, I just remember our house is just covered in wallpaper. Also, there seemed to be a time where moms dressed like housekeepers. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, what they was all that had that like coats. same like dress, mm-hmm. like that they wore with an apron and yeah, That's how my grandma dressed. Yeah, mine too. My like, mom definitely uh, did like not. Like one of the cast members of, of Orphan Annie. Like she hardly ever wore pants. Slowly, you're going to have this weird feeling like you grew up in the '80s. We're going to make you watch so many of these videos. Okay, the uh, next one it. I want you to watch is Van Halen's "Oh Pretty Woman." Oh, man, I don't even know if I know that video, Val. It's very weird. The it didn't Roy get, Orbison It did covers? not, yeah, it didn't, get, uh, it didn't get a lot of play. Oh, man. They really didn't hit it big with the videos till Jump. Wow, yeah, I don't, Val, I don't know if I've ever even seen this video. Oh, my God, the thumbnail of it just freaked me out. Yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> All right, Val's got your news coming up next. What do you got? I'm going to tell you, last hour I told you one way to have a better um, life at home, and then uh, today, uh, or this hour, going to tell you how to sleep better. One thing you can do. Just one thing. One thing. Phil Bork, 845, talking Hockey Fest 2018. The band Inco Fiato performing at Deutschtown Music Festival this weekend will be live in our coffee house. And Mark Madden closing things out later on this morning on the DVE Morning Show. Pittsburgh. Fans who were left outside KeyBank Pavilion during Saturday's Jimmy Buffett concert don't, you know, I don't feel quite as bad for these people. For these as people? The, the Tyson. They were trapped outside Elon for Musk over 45 minutes. Figure out a way to get these people into the Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> uh, those people, uh, some will be reimbursed. Dozens of fans frustrated at Saturday's show when security checkpoints took too long and caused them to miss part or most of the show. Live Nation is allowing those people stuck outside to receive concert cash to use at any of its venues. Yeah, that's like giving the cave kids a trip to the cave. (laughs) That story was huge in Thailand. Everybody was following (laughs) the Jimmy Buffett concert story. Those poor people. Oh, God. How did they survive? Those poor adults. They're riveted. (laughs) They just sat by their TVs. This is probably only the 57th time they've seen this band. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Those poor people. Their plight finally over, thankfully. The Jimmy Buffett crowd I'm talking about. Looks like they got some extra tickets now, so thank God. More cheeseburgers in paradise. (laughs) 
That that venue has not been having a good summer. They've been no. having a lot of problems. What else happened? Really? What? That's the only thing I've heard. Uh, there was some traffic issues uh, at the the one concert. Uh, and there was there was wasn't there an incident at the beginning of the year with getting well, in I there? Remember? No. I feel like that could be right. Maybe it's just the usual horror stories of traveling out there during rush hour on a Friday to see a sold out show. Seems to be there's a threshold. Like if the if the show sells over ten thousand tickets, you might be in trouble of dealing with traffic <laughs> and lines. But under ten thousand, it's not too bad to drive out there. Like last night, Weezer and the Pixies played there. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to oh, go to that. Go. Yeah, no, I me could. Too. I rehearsed last night. Uh, I'm playing with uh, Jim Donovan and Sun King Warriors at South Park on Friday. Nice, beautiful. Uh, with the Hawkeyes, yeah, it's a tribute show to our uh, to our friend Mike Steele here at Very DVE. Um, but I would have loved to have gone to that show, and I bet you could have driven right out there because it probably sold around that ten thousand mark. Where'd you get to the Jimmy Buffett, Dave Matthews crowd levels bigger? Expect the old school. It used to be the only game in town, so when there were concerts out there, everyone was packed. But you also had Arcade Fire, which must have been a sold out show or near sold out at Stage AE last night. Which probably took a little bit away from the crowd. There's a ton of concerts in the next two, three weeks. 369 of them, as a matter of fact, in Deutschtown alone this coming weekend for the Deutschtown Music Festival. We got the band Inco Fido performing live at 915 for you in anticipation of their Deutschtown show. And again, I was talking about it last hour. That that skyline stage they have yeah. is so badass, right? Right across from the Elks. In the- when did they redo that? I don't think they redid it yet. I think oh. they want to redo it, but oh, the okay. organizers of Deutschtown are using and utilizing that stage in an effort to like show people, hey, look how cool this could be. So hopefully they'll... Uh, there should be a nudge in that direction. Hopefully, yeah. Val, what's up? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. There's Center 11. It's 66 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter, former vice presidential candidate and Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, pissed that she got tricked into an interview with a disguised Sasha Baron Cohen, which he is known for. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time he apparently disguised himself as a disabled veteran to interview Palin for his upcoming Showtime TV show, which that's not cool. No, I, I mean, a lot of what he does is not cool. Uh, Palin said she flew from Alaska to Washington, D.C. for what she thought was a legitimate, legitimate historical documentary. Uh, Palin called Cohen's humor sick, evil, and exploitative and questioned how he dared mock those who fought for our country. She called on Cohen to donate proceeds from his show, Who is America, to Veterans Charities. Uh, yeah, not a good uh, look to be mocking veterans well see yeah. I, uh, until we see it though how do you know that's what he was doing i mean well, a lot of the times he'll use that as a prop to show how a politician could be exploiting veterans which is happening quite a bit right now but uh it's not a good look no also if i were him i would be like i don't know what she's talking about i never interviewed her and then never release any footage also you should remember that he's not um american yes so he doesn't have he's not um, subject to the same rigors of the patriotism that we're holding each other to now. However, Borat, I think, was the first look at the uh, an underbelly which a lot of us thought had not existed any longer in this country, at least in those numbers. And uh, now it's kind of the ruling party. <laughs> he almost got killed got in Texas when he was filming that. My brother and I the were talking anthem? about that this weekend. How did he not get killed 
in, in Borat the- and in Bruno. Yeah. In Bruno, when when <laughs> he when he goes, I couldn't make it through Bruno, dude. It was too like, it was too, too severe. Yeah. It, some of the stuff I was like, got oh, dude, come on. When he goes camping. And you see them throughout the film. <laughs> he goes hunting and camping with those guys in like Arkansas or something yeah. like that. And he, he he's like, they want to kill. They literally look like they want to murder him. And he, he says, this is just like sex in the city. And the one dude's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> Cohen goes back to him. He goes, that's such a Samantha thing to say. <laughs> And then he got naked and tried to get in his tent. How did he not get murdered? Uh, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, I mean it's, oh, the, the, there were cameras there, I guess, is the only way he didn't. I mean, he's trying to expose homophobia. I get that. But like that that one seemed to like go over the line. Because even super tolerant people I know would have been like, dude, what are you just to start you know, you defend yourself. He from goes over the line a, a lot. A naked guy well, coming in your tent. That's kind of his thing. So it's not uncommon or out of uh off brand for him to be causing some controversy have you seen the brothers grimsby uh no so i didn't know about this movie he did it it's 2016 the one where his his brother is like a spy or a secret agent yeah yes and he's like just like a soccer hooligan moron kind of guy but there's a scene in that in that movie with elephants that i can't describe it fully because of FCC regulations but if you look it up on YouTube it will disturb you to no end it is all, it's also hilarious i think like some people will not find it funny it is so over the top think jim carrey in um ace ventura <laughs> when nature calls yeah but with a real elephant and how well it's you have to see it it's an absurd movie but that scene in particular it's uh, we couldn't find it we try we found it on youtube just that scene but we were trying to watch it this weekend because my brother was like dude you have to see that movie it is so out of bounds and we couldn't call it up like on youtube uh, like the full movie mm-hmm. and we couldn't find it on the like the cable like search you know provider yeah, whatever right, it's not right. netflix it's not streaming anywhere that i know of I, it, the brothers Grimsby, dude. That scene with the elephant. That's all I got to say. Is one of the most vile and also kind of hilarious things that you'll ever see. But if if you if it's a different kind of operation, if you're Dumbo not drop. a fan. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not a fan of his humor, don't look at that. If you like his humor, you should go look at that scene because it is ridiculous. But uh, back to the Sarah Palin thing, like. I don't know. What is she, she? I just want to see like what he got her to say. How did she get duped will. even for a minute with this? Well, I mean, he's duped a lot of people. Yeah, he he had our president in a meeting before. He walked out though. Trump says. Yeah, he, he, I know, but he he was on Ali G. He agreed to the meeting. Who was? Did he do interview Ron Bob Paul. Dole? Oh, he had Ron Paul like in a very with Bruno. I think it was in Bruno, and he just like doing this very weird. <laughs> creepy interview with him didn't he do like wasn't the borat like with uh like a feminist group and he just started saying some awful things about women and it was really i mean hilarious in that i was just like from a comic standpoint i'm like the balls on this guy dude he went into a cowboy bar in oklahoma and sang sang a song throw the jews down the well and got the whole crowd to sing along with him loved it it was 
like you're watching, you're like, should I be laughing at this? Or is this is this a harbinger? Is this are horrible things gonna begin happening now? Turns out. Possibly. Yeah. But at any rate, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people are ripping on Sarah Palin for this. And I, I guess uh to your point, he's tricked a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what he looked like. I don't know what the makeup looked like. Yeah, I, don't I think know. if it looked anything like Sasha Baron Cohen, the first question out of his mouth you must have been, you would be like, if you had any pop culture sense, oh, this is Sasha Baron Cohen. She'd be like, wait a minute, I know you. You're the lemur from Madagascar movies. She said they drove her and her daughter to the wrong airport, too. So when they tried to leave, they missed their flight back to Alaska. Oops. If you're not sleeping well, might be time to repaint your bedroom. I knew it. I knew that's what I had to do. New study by the Travel Lodge Motel chain reveals the color of your bedroom walls might help you sleep better. This is the, it's just hilarious to me that Travel Lodge is telling you what color your bedroom walls should be. Uh, let I me don't. guess. The results of the uh, the study are Travel Lodge colors. wood paneling. <laughs> uh, the study says blue walls can make you feel restful and calm because they remind you of the sea and sky. Yellow walls are conducive to happiness as long as they're not too bright. Oh, I hate so, yellow like a walls. Like nice soft yellow. Green walls can put you at ease because they remind us of nature. Uh, the study says bad colors for sleep include purple, which might cause nightmares, and red, which is too exciting and intense. Gray walls can make you feel isolated. Brown is also a depressing color, but the study says brown is the favorite bedroom color of workaholics. That's brown. My old bedroom was brown. Mm-hmm. My new one is gray. Because our friend, who's an artist, uh, told me she's like, "You should. It should be like a light brown. It makes you fall asleep." Yeah. Not blue. Turns out, not sleeping also makes you fall asleep. So I could have painted <laughs> the thing. I could have had Willy Wonka walls in there, lick a big sugar right. track on my way to bed, and I'd still pass out. I, I, you know, I have trouble sleeping, and I never once thought, you know, it's these walls. Well, is that a feng shui kind of thing? Like the color of your walls? Yeah, yes. Definitely. You're setting a vibe in the bedroom for yeah. sure. Like a you, spa-like vibe? You know what I always have? I always have like a, a hole in the ceiling or wall that I haven't yes. patched yep. or that I patched and forgot to sand and paint. Just shaming me. <laughs> and I end up staring at it every night. I have the hotel problem in my own room where there's like a crack of light gets through. Oh. It's just enough to screw everything up. Doesn't come into you play get on some work blackout days. Shades. Oh, I had a skylight that for I didn't have a shade on for years, and I'd have to sleep with like pillows on my oh. head to like create that mm-hmm. fort, <laughs> so that the light wouldn't get through. Turns out you buy like an eight dollar shade bill, <laughs> takes care of all of that. Real simple solution, right? A Florida man is facing DUI charges despite telling police he wasn't drinking and driving; he was just drinking at stop signs and red lights. <laughs> yeah, Earl's I mean, drinking you, then driving. This right. is a semantic argument. Uh, Earl yeah. Stevens was arrested last month in Vero Beach after a woman <laughs> at a drive thru reported somebody kept driving into the back of her car. Police say he was <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Uh, police said he was driving out of a uh, drinking out of a bottle of Jim Beam. When police told the 69 wow. year old to get out of the car, he did comply, but he also left the car in drive when he got out. So he was ghost riding the whip. He is uh, facing charges. And according to a big (laughs) survey of 381 cities in America, the top 10 drunkest cities are in the Midwest. 
Number course, 10, lacrosse. A lot of Wisconsin's in here. Yeah. Lacrosse, Wisconsin at number 10. Wausau, Wisconsin, number 9. Grand Forks, North Dakota at 8. Missoula, Montana. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Fargo, number 4, is Madison, Wisconsin. After that, it's Appleton, Eau Claire, and Green Bay, number 1. Everybody says, you know, Pittsburgh's a Midwest city. And we have this argument uh, as to whether or not we are. And we're not exactly East Coast. We're not exactly Midwest. Why can't we call ourselves Mideast? I think that's uh, what we are. Aren't we really Mideast, not Midwest? Are we the Ohio Valley region? I've been through the Midwest. Like, I, I've toured through there. We're, we're not the Midwest. No, that's Iowa that's, is right. the Midwest. We, we have some some of that same, like, salt of the earth kind of people. Past Ohio. A lot of ham and eggers. That's that Heartland. Way. Yeah, heartland kind of stuff. But we're not Indiana. We're not Iowa. Yeah. Hell no. Thank God. And we're definitely not East Coast. No, but I think we have. If you're Philly, we you're have East some Coast. leanings. Yeah. We yeah. have definite mid or west leanings and definite East Coast leanings, which is why I think we should be mid East, not the Middle East. No, that's different. No, that's a, that'd be a uh, a hard uh, PR campaign to wage. Meanwhile, what is going on in Wisconsin that those people are drinking them? What's the life <laughs> well, expectancy you know, in, in Wisconsin? When you live in lacrosse and, and you don't play lacrosse, cold, you got to drink. Yeah, cheese the and beer. U.S. Postal Service is set to unveil a John Lennon Forever stamp as part of its Music Icon series. The dedication ceremony will take place September 7th at 11 o'clock at the Nomberg Banshell in New York City Central Park. That's a short distance from Strawberry Fields, which is the memorial to Lennon officially dedicated on what would have been his 45th birthday. That's uh, October 9th. And that was dedicated in 1985. Finally, there is a movie in the works about the early days of Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne's relationship. Sharon told Variety there is a script in the works uh, that starts with the day they met and will focus on how their lives were totally different but similar in some ways. She says, uh, quote, I was brought up by a powerful, successful father. He's uh, late Sabbath manager Don Arden. Ozzy was brought up extremely poor and somewhat abused. She said it's definitely going to be a tearjerker. It's not going to be a sex and drugs movies at all. Ozzy is so much more than that. I would hate to be a cliche. God, she's unbelievable. The way that they have made us care about that family. They really are. Uh, they're like, it's Kardashian-esque. Mm, not as annoying. No, esque. <laughs> They Hence actually the paved the way for the Kardashians. I was watching Jack and right. Ozzy's. I can never remember the, the name. The not No, it's the not travel the show. world. Oh tour. yeah, no, yeah. I watched that that show with just Jack and Ozzy. Yeah, just yeah. Jack it's... and Ozzy. That sounds like a terrible show. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, they really will put everything yeah. on TV. Sharon, really? Oh man, yeah. Um, it takes him forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a forty-five minute show. <laughs> it's really he loses good. Loses focus halfway through. Yeah. It's uh, Ozzy is <laughs> very happens. endearing. He always is. All he right. really is. He went. Let, to, they've, right. they've been all over the place. They went to like some all um, over. Some I can't remember some place in in uh, L. A. that has like an outdoor slide that's glass, so you can see all the way to the bottom. Mm -hmm. It goes outside of the high rise, and Ozzy's like, "Oh no, oh no, no!" <laughs> Back in there. Forecast today: clouds and sun, low 80s for the high. It's 67 at DVE. Uh, uh, we didn't get a chance to to get to your story about the uh, Cleveland Indians, and uh, you know, communication. 
in the sport of baseball it's or important. any sport. It's important. Mm-hmm. But the tribe had a particularly tough time. It happens even to the best of them, Randall. To teams that aren't contemplating whether or not they should look forward or be realistic. <laughs> Which is where you find your buckos right now. Stephen Brault couldn't sing his way out of that inning last night. Must be because Terry Francona's from Western Pennsylvania. It's something to do with that. You know, those Mideast guys. Uh, yeah, we are not remotely East Coast, by the way. I didn't say we were. We're no, we have aspects of East Coast. You don't think there's the harshness, like pit, like. Oh, not even close. Not even close. Not like Philly. This New- is a friendly place. Yeah. This is not Philly, New York, D.C., Baltimore. I agree with you. Boston. I agree with you. Not e- not even. But there is a little bit of the essence there because there's the edge. Whenever I go to those cities, I find myself relating to the people very well. Yeah, I can slide into that if I have to. You just put you up. Just a, don't you, have to here. No. Well, I always say when you're in Pittsburgh, people. If you sit down in a bar in Pittsburgh, the person. If there's another person within, you know, speaking distance to you who's solo, they'll start talking to you. Yeah. And you're most times not going to mind so much. Most times. That's right. But people are definitely friendly here. Everybody talks to each other. Yeah. And then you kind of are. And in those bigger cities, though, you kind of feel like you have to have that defense mechanism up to kind of protect against somebody who's trying to scam you all the time. Yeah, it feels like a competition. Mm -hmm. Like a battle. Yeah. And then you get excited when you win those little victories in that battle. Here you just feel like you're living your life. Yeah. We're not Midwest, though. Not Yahoo Midwest. But... There's no West aspect to where we are. Other than Pennsylvania. Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's. I think there are more characteristics of the Midwest than of the East Coast. Okay. Fair far, enough. Far more. I won't argue that. The good ones. Not the, I'm going to get up and slop the hogs ones. Well, maybe the Pirates can start being more like... <laughs> no, that's Ozzy's new show. That's the name of it. <laughs> DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is our brought to you by Sport Clips. The Pirates had their problems with the Washington Nationals last night, particularly after starter Joe Musgrove left the game down two to nothing after the fifth inning. Musgrove's night included nine strikeouts. He allowed five hits uh, and a couple of earned runs coming on an Anthony Rendon two-run homer in the fifth inning, but it really got away from the Bucks. In the sixth, Stephen Brault came on and struck out Matt Adams to start the inning and then walk, single, single, walk, single, walk. The line on Brault, a third of an inning, three hits, three runs, all of them earned, three walks and a strikeout. Two-nothing became five-nothing. The Pirates wound up losing it five-to-one. These type of problems with the bullpen, however, are not exclusive to the Pirates. It happens uh, even to the best of major league teams. I give you uh, last night's performance by the Cleveland Indians. Now, to, to properly set the table, uh, the Indians were playing the Reds, you know, the big uh, Battle of Ohio series. And Trevor Bauer uh, had 12 strikeouts for the Tribe through eight scoreless innings. It was 4 nothing Cleveland going into the ninth. Uh Started getting away from reliever Cody Allen. Uh, the Reds pulled to within four to three and had the bases loaded. That's when Indians manager Terry Francona decided he had to change relief pitchers. Problem was, when he told his uh, pitching coach Carl Willis 
to get a guy up as uh, Cody Allen was in the process of struggling. Francona requested that OP begin warming up. That would be Oliver Perez. Willis thought he heard OT, which is the nickname of Cleveland reliever Dan Otero. Oh, no. So with two (laughs) outs and a 4-3 lead and the bases loaded, Terry Francona went out to bring Oliver Perez into the game, and out of the bullpen emerged Dan Otero. Yeah. Said Francona, quote, not the guy I was expecting. I mean, what did they ask for? At this point, you got nobody else warmed up. You've already taken the other guy out. So you got to ride with it. Uh, You can't send it back into the kitchen, right? Otero promptly gave up a three-run double to Joey Votto. JV, as they call him in Cincinnati. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, the Reds went up 6-4. They went on to win 7-4. to Oh, my God. Guys, we got to stop using nicknames. All right? Full names. Yeah. That kind of stuff shouldn't happen in the major leagues, should it? I bet <laughs> You ought to no. be able to get the right guy in the game. I bet dumber stuff has happened. Oh, I'm sure it has. And Francona is just being honest. Yes. He didn't have to. But, I mean, he's a highly successful manager. Oh, yeah. And Cleveland is a highly successful team. Right. And this stuff happens sometimes. 162 games, you're going to get a little bit of everything. Didn't Manny leave to pee one time yeah, during he, an he, inning? He, he ran into the monster. That was during a pitching change, though, right? Yeah, but he didn't make it back in time oh. <laughs> for the first pitch. <laughs> so they didn't have a left fielder in the uh, in front of the monster. Wow, he must have really had to go. <laughs> Man, he came out. He was doing his belt. Too much coffee. I mean, he used to. He was like Antonio Brown before what was it, Tom Hanks. I mean, <laughs> before Antonio Brown, except with exactly opposite of the work ethic. None of the work ethic. He just had all the talent. My favorite Manny play of all time was not his many bomb home runs that he hit out of Fenway, but the cutoff throw where he made oh. the most athletic throw. Uh, he when he cut off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the throw home, which was the most athletic feat he ever performed. And the wrong thing, and the the wrong wrong thing to do. <laughs> I remember that play. And everyone's like, why did you just do that? He made this incredible leap and cut it off. He was so bad in the field. He just, would let like idiot. easily catchable balls just drop right in front of him. <laughs> he did not care about anything. Just Manny being Manny. But he raked. Oh, he did. He made a lot of money. Well, they got a guy raking up there right now. JD. Oh, man. He's, yeah, another initial. Don't confuse him. (laughs) (laughs) Give me JD. Who's this idiot pitch hitting? (laughs) Pirates got the Nationals one more time this afternoon. That's a 1235 start at PNC Park. Gio Gonzalez against Trevor Williams. If you want to watch it, you're going to have to do it on Facebook, not on TV. That's just. Awful. Major League Baseball Awful. branching out into social media. This is one of 25 streaming broadcasts in 2018. www.facebook.com slash MLB Live Games is how you access it. Rich Waltz is your play-by-play guy. The analysts are F.P. Santangelo and none other than the mayor, Sean Casey. There's also an in-game reporter, Stephen Nelson. They should do. Uh, they should have to do memes in between batters if they're going to do Facebook. <laughs> I love Casey, but I'm going to wait till this comes out on MySpace. Yeah. I don't know. You, to me, you're doing this in Pittsburgh. You got to get Antonio Brown involved somehow. Facebook Live this. Just him, just doing a selfie of the game with the game behind him, and in the background, Tomlin's trashing somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't know. 
He's being recorded. Nationals get three in the first. All right, we spotted these a-holes a couple of runs. <laughs> France uh, has advanced to the final in the World Cup, defeating Belgium one to nothing yesterday. Uh, from my seat in front of the TV, a thoroughly entertaining and exciting 97 minutes of football action. It's awesome. It's so much fun. A lot of scoring chances, a lot of threats. Uh, a lot of crossing plays, a lot of bang bang stuff. We didn't know how it was going to pan out. Also, uh, it's the quickest sport. A couple big saves. Yeah, they don't mess around. It's not the a lot of commercial breaks. I was also uh, pleased the 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 diving and the ridiculous faking of injuries seemed to be less than I had noticed uh, in the early stages of the there. W- there was an interesting story in the New York Times yesterday about how all players like this human behavior sort of condition has occurred through years and years and years and years of playing soccer where when somebody screws up in a big football game they always put their hands on their head and it has become something in that sport that happens all the time so if somebody misses a goal their hands go on top of their head and if other teammates will do it in sort of empathetic displays of oh yeah yeah there was a couple of those yesterday oh yeah a couple Faces buried in the hands. Yeah, after, there's a lot. The hands to the head after are the near thing. misses. Yeah. Um, talked a little bit about uh, the French coach. Uh, I'll probably butcher his name again here. But, I flew uh, French coach last time. Uh, took Southwest. Yeah, it's not very Ooh, good. No. Uh, Guy's tongue in my ear the whole time. Didier Deschamps, <laughs> I think, is uh, how you say that. At least that's my best guess. Uh, his team is the second youngest in the tournament, and France is in the final. And uh, the Fox uh, TV guys uh, that were doing the game were relating a conversation they had with the French manager. And uh, they said that uh, when he was talking about his team, he, quote, talked about a team less of experience but more of ambition. Which is, uh, you know, they're kind of Cinderella, right? Oh, definitely. They think they can. They're they're shooting for the moon. That's, uh, That's an emotion everybody can appreciate, right? Do you want to see France-England or do you want to see France-Croatia? Oh, no, I want to see France-England on a number of levels. Yeah. The channel game? Well, number one, England was kind of my adopted squad. Okay. Number two, I'm Serbian, so I'm certainly not rooting for Croatia. <laughs> yeah, not a great history yeah, they there. stole your beach. And number three, France-England just has a an appeal to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. For sure. Kind of like uh, begrudging allies. I like that Harry Kane guy. Oh, yeah. Seems like the quintessential uh, British footballer. It's just a funny name, too. I also like that Harry. Like, their three stars all have like distinct, different accents. Yeah, apparently you don't have to be from the country to be on the national team in this, right? It's not like In the, anything. It's not like the Olympics. Well, didn't Cervelli play for the Italian team because his mom was Italian or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but he's at least got some... Some bloodline. I'm Italian. What do you mean? Happy Sunday. I mean, there's guys from everywhere playing for everybody. But hey, but you know, put the best teams out there. I don't, I don't really care about uh, any any you know specific qualifications for participation. But to your point, I looked at a couple of the players yesterday and was like, mm, that guy's probably not from Belgium. See, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think I, I thought you had to have some sort of lineage to the country. You can't just be a free agent like, ah, they got this guy from Botswana. Uh, ask Madden when he comes in. Maybe he can clear it up. Yeah. Does Botswana have a team? I don't know. Happy Sunday. That wasn't on the air, but I heard it. You heard it. NHL news since uh, Borky's. Happy Sunday. 
since there Borky's about to join us. Uh, Tampa Bay has uh, extended the contract of Nikita Kucherov. Gets an eight-year deal worth an average of $9.5 million in salary and annual bonuses. Uh, he had been scheduled to become a restricted free agent after next season. That's not bad. So they're not messing around. 72 mil. 39 goals, 100 points, plus 15 last season. Pretty, yeah, he's a good player. Pretty good. Tampa's going to win a cup one of these years. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. How many finals have they been to? I don't know. Two? I think two, right? Since You mean since the Tortorella win? Mm-hmm. At least one. Perhaps you're looking that up as we speak. Yep. That shouldn't be too hard. I to saw happen. the Lightning tweet out yesterday. Cooch! Which I thought was a super aggressive nickname for somebody. They won in 2004. Yeah. But since then, they've been back at least once, right? Uh, No. I thought they were headed there this year. They look great. Division championships, conference championships. They look scary. Well, at any rate, yeah, we'll uh, we'll ask Madden about soccer, hockey, all kinds of stuff. It'll be great. Tampa's got a great collection of star power. I think they have a good team, a good roster, and I really like their coach. Is he French? Yeah, no, he's no. incredibly likable. I'm just kidding. It's uh, guy pisses John me Cooper. off. There you go. You didn't like Scarface? Who's Scarface? Wasn't that their last coach? Was it Boucher? Oh, uh, that guy was a little smarmy to me. He was bucking to be the next Mike Babcock. I think he's a good coach too. Uh, just sort of his overall attitude rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. A little bit. I'm sure, he wasn't a big fan of mine either. So <laughs> it all worked out. Uh, Tampa Bay lost to Chicago in the 15 final. There you go. Quick break. We'll come back. Borky, DBE. It's Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show, and uh, always a pleasure to have Phil Bork in studio with us. And uh, Borky, oh, look at that. It's a round of applause. No. Round of applause. Why you make it? To be loved. Uh, A show of support for our, our, uh, our brother, Phil Bork, who's here to promote... An iHeartMedia exclusive, a celebration of hockey. Now, this is pretty cool. On August 4th, from 9 to 3, it's going to be Hockey Fest, Borky. Yeah, we did this a couple years ago, and it was sold out. It was crazy fun. Um, And we're going to do it August 4th, RMU Island Sports Center. That's what I was going to ask. Where is it? And um, we got some great sponsors in behind it to kick it off. Kids are going to get a a free jersey, a Mm -hmm. gift bag. You know, the boys, Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, you know, Window yeah. Nation, oh, yeah. Lumber, they're all on board. Uh, Window Nation, oh, my buddies. Yeah. I got some alumni coming in. Do you ever think Fishman's going to try to weasel his way in between the Shenderoviches? Sh- Look between out for Fishman, he's the third. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like the Shenderoviches. Like they're, he wants to center that line, but he's he not. Does, he, no. Yeah. They're no, like, he's we got the Riley from here. Shahan right now. He's trying. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. It's got to be like playing with the Sedins. You don't really get a lot of shine. No. But it's not hard to tell the Shenderoviches from the Fishman, though. That is one thing. It's no, easy it's to true. tell them apart. It's very Even if they have I, a jersey on, you know who it is. And from what I hear, <laughs> if they got to send the heavy end on a case. It's Fishman. That goes yeah, it's yes, yeah. right. He's, he's the, the goon. That's right. He's, he's, they're Tom Wilson. Uh, now this is pretty cool. There's uh, there are different classes here, so it, it could be kids of uh, all sizes who get to participate. We're running the gamut. Yeah, from mites, squirts, peewees, bantams, all the way up to midgets. Okay, so what what is a mite? A mite is like five year old. All right, and a, a, a squirt. 
uh, what's that, seven, seven, eight, then Pee Wee. Uh, well, no, Squirt's probably eight, nine, mm-hmm. and then my because my son's a Pee Wee now and he's twelve, so okay, eleven, twelve. Isn't so it? squirt. Then we have got the squirts. Yeah, Mite, squirts, Pee Wees, Bantams. And midget. Mike squirts and Pee Wee sounds like the progression after being on a carnival cruise. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Oh, I got the mites, then I had the squirts, <laughs> then Pee Wee. <laughs> it's brutal. Oh, wait, uh, you get to ban them. A lot ban- of plastic bags. <laughs> yeah, ban them and midget. Uh, all right, so these are different classes that go on all day. And Borky, what kind of like instruction are these guys going to get you're going to be there who else is going to be there um seven time stanley cup winner brian trotche shut Ooh. the front Trot. door trots going to be there um i i don't want to say so. bobby Erie is trying to adjust his schedule to be there the bibster Bibs. um we're also going to have um a couple other alumni i, I don't want to say their names right now because they're, they're trying to adjust their schedule. derek schooley head coach of the rmu colonials is going to be there i mean it's That's right in the cool. backyard yeah. nice. have him on the ice there so it's gonna be. It's it's only fifty minutes on the ice. It's twenty nine bucks. That is an Holy unbelievable deal. Bucks Thirty to bucks to get yeah. oh, oh, two niner. Saturday, August fourth. Well, I don't know. It's just random. Just yep. kind of close the eyes, throw it on the dartboard. Two niner. Yeah. Borky. Uh, Speaking of which, what, what what's going on here? I know. I I was about you know to say this. Yeah. I can't believe like, we're talking seriously. to him right now without. I, I'm really. I know it's summertime, and I know we're not thinking too much about hockey. But holy H-E double hockey sticks. Get your act together, Bauman. Embarrassing how quick the rust sets in after yeah, the season. I know. It's you okay. Know? We'll give you the mulligan in the middle of July. By the way, uh, <laughs> Chip Demonic, who wrote that song, mm-hmm. gave me a little uh, heads up on the way in that he will be at the uh, Deutschtown Deutsch Music, Music Fest. Yeah, he'll be there on Friday night at the uh, is it the Elks Lodge. Yeah, the Elks is the best. Yeah. Please tell me he's performing that song. He said, "Hold on, let me let me pull this up there because he, he's around <laughs> ten o'clock on Friday night, and I want to get this right." He said that. Uh, he is going to uh, be doing a epic sing-along version mm. of the old two-niner. Uh, well, that's pretty cool oh, that's for Deutsch. Dandy. Now, next thing he has to do is come up with a Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman song <laughs> that everybody can sing along to. Time for legal talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be probably boring. <laughs> but uh, you get right. to keep a lot well, of your money. So to sign up for the event, Head over to our uh, brother station, the home of the Pittsburgh Penguins, 1059thex.iheart.com, 1059thex.iheart.com. This sells out. This sells out. I think we've added extra sessions because the mites and the squirts are selling out. I mean, this is, it's just, it's just awesome. And it's, it's fast paced. So whether you're a little kid, a five-year-old, or you're a 13-year-old, we, we run the drills real quick. There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of standing around. It's 50 minutes on the ice. August 4th, like Saturday, it. RMU. It is an absolute block. Awesome. I wish they had it when I was six, seven years old, something like this. Uh, the the price, the, the cost of this is, this With, makes it a, insanely affordable. 50 minutes on the ice, you get a jersey, you get a gift bag, you got Stanley Cup winners instructing your kid for 50 minutes. I think it starts around 8 in the morning, goes to about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. But Show Clicks, I think, is the, uh, the one who's uh, doing the tickets. 
Okay. So whether it's uh, WXDX.com or show clicks, get your tickets. They're going to they're gonna be gone soon. What did you think of the Tortorella shots at <laughs> GMJR? Par for the course. Uh, comical. But that, was I that think, more torts than you've ever seen torts? No, 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 no. When he was in Van- when he was in Vancouver, he was completely off the rails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, he he just kind of likes to throw those verbal hand grenades into the room and kind of see what happens. You know, that's that's who he is. I, I mean, I think everybody kind of smirks when it's all said and done. That it's like, oh, he said this, oh, I said that, and we'll go back and forth. And I think it just adds to the drama of Pens and Blue Jackets. Don't you think it was in part? He had to keep his mouth shut when the Penguins were winning Stanley Cups, right? Because you can't, right? You can't troll the champ, you, right? You look like the a hole. Sure, you have right. no chance to come out. Sour of grapes. So as soon yeah. as they lost, yeah. Okay, now I can do it again. Yeah, and, and that's towards yeah. he's, he's really he doesn't really have the filter between the brain and the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, just whatever he's thinking, <laughs> just because <laughs> just you know the verbal vomit, <laughs> right? And he he really doesn't care what, who he insults or, and you know. It, to me, it's just kind of the verbal volleyball mm-hmm. that we love in sports. That's yeah, great theater. Yeah, it is. Great theater. Is that going to have implications for the first time they played the Jackets no, next year? No, I don't think so. You don't think Johnson's going to have I to think, drop the gloves? No. Well, Johnson? Johnson yeah. won't hesitate to drop the gloves. Oh, yeah. There, he'll have no friends over there for sure. You know, whether it's Boone Jenner or Brandon Dubinsky. You oh, kidding me? Dubinsky. Oh, I'd love to see him punch Oh, he's Dubinsky got no friends over there. He's a big boy. That's why I, I I find it unbelievable that there's some Penguin fans out there that are kind of like, whoa, what are we doing five years for Jack Johnson? What are we doing here? I think it's a great signing. Yeah. This is a big boy that can skate, that's nasty, that's probably looking to prove a lot of people wrong. How come they didn't make more of a push for Grabner? He didn't exactly get a King's Ransom in Arizona. Yeah, you know what? I think he's starting to get up there in age a little bit, and I think that he's he has those blocks, Randy, where he goes 20, 25 games without a goal. Then he'll explode, and he'll score like eight and five games. But I think <laughs> those those inconsistencies, would he get a little over $3 million in Arizona? 3.3, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think that's a little pricey for the Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. And they want they want to get, they want to get Sprong in there, and they want to get Simone in there, and Zach Aston Reese. They got to get some of these young guys in yeah. there. What did you make of Ovi's cup celebration through the summer <laughs> to this point? I, I tell you, you know I'm not an Alexander Ovechkin fan as as a person. Yes, um, obviously as a hockey player, he's off the charts good. Yes, um, I, I loved I loved all the stuff that he was done in the fountains. Oh come on, <laughs> yeah, that you know, was great. Yeah. That, You're talking to the guy who yeah, threw it in Mario Lemieux's pool right now. Yeah, yeah. carved my name <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, you know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing I kind of cringed at was at the parade. When he is absolutely pickled, and well, I, he probably is not going to sober up till probably around February, <laughs> right? Right. But you know what? Thirteen years in the league, and you finally win a cup. Go have some fun. That's and the only thing I didn't like was at the parade when he dropped the f bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking if I was there with my two little kids and like eight, nine year old couple daughters, you know, you yeah. you wait, you wait and you're tapping them. On, here comes oh, here comes Alex. Alex, get ready. Here, Alex is going to speak. Finally, Alex is going to win the cup. He's going to be at the parade. He's going to speak, and he just goes. Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're like, really? We're not going that's, to be effing suck this that's, year. That's it. That's what you come up with on your moment to shine so that mm. all the other stuff is great go enjoy it jump into fountains do whatever what you want to do right that's what it's all about I have to be honest with you I've had a tough time I, I appreciate it good for you I think in a way like the way I've contextualized it is this is what the cup reduces these guys to like this is it, it only served to make the lore of the cup more special to see him completely 
lose it yeah. for a month right. because he finally won the cup. Right. So that's how I'm looking at it to keep it from driving me crazy. This just proves how special the cup yeah. is because to see him with it as a Penguin fan, kind of. Randy, kinda can you think grits. of any other sport where you have those moments? And I know you're a lot more on social media than me because I'm not on it Smart at all. fella, you right? are. But, <laughs> I mean, you're following it a lot closer, but can you think of any other sport that comes even close? You know, whether no. it's golf or tennis or baseball or football or anybody else take a trophy and do what you can do no. like you can with the Stanley Cup? No. It's awesome. It Enjoy would be it. cool if the green jacket and the Masters guys just acted like a moron for a long time. They swore the green jacket in public. Oh that green jacket would fountains. be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Stained. The, the same jacket yeah. passed down through generations. Uh, once again, go over to 1059thex.iheart.com to get signed up for Hockey Fest 2018. This will sell out. It's sponsored by 84 Lumber, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. All three of them. And uh, Borky, you will be one of the instructors along with... Uh, Trots. I mean, you get you, you have your kid spending fifty minutes yeah. with how many Stanley Cups between seven. you guys? Yeah, you. Yeah, he's, he, he's got seven. You I got have a two as a player, three as a broadcaster. There's, there's a whole <laughs> bunch. No juggling of the rings, by the way, at the camp. <laughs> that you can't. <laughs> no. No ring juggling. No ring juggling. No. no. You could put it. Uh, fit, one of the Shendrovages could wear it as a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it right over the over them. <laughs> Like a napkin holder. Wow. <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like a wrestling belt. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, all right, that was Hockey Talk. It did rock. It's Borky, the old two-niner. Get signed up today at 1059thex.iheart.com for Hockey Fest 2018, which takes place August 4th, 9 to 3 at the RMU Hockey Facility. Crow, Sports Center. Crow, Randall, Valerie, and Michael, I enjoyed our time this morning. This was good hockey talk. Center it's 70 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Russell Simmons is facing a new rape allegation. A woman named Alexia Norton-Jones told Variety that the music producer sexually assaulted her at his New York City apartment in 1990. She said she didn't want to come forward until other women started coming forward with their own allegations last year. She then reportedly filed a report with the New York Police Department. More than a dozen women have accused Simmons of rape or sexual misconduct. Uh, that FBI agent, uh, remember the guy who was dancing and his gun went off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he oh, is so awesome. now able to carry a gun again. Oh, no. Uh, Chase Bishop was off duty in June when he did a backflip when he was dancing at a club in Denver and his gun fell out of his pants. Well, when he went to pick it up, it went off and he shot someone. In a short court hearing yesterday, he was cleared to carry that weapon again, as long as it is according to FBI regulations. But ordered not to dance. That's a court order. No more dancing. You can you can only do one or the other. If you want to dance, can't carry the gun. Right. See, that to me, that this is where I, I guess I don't understand. Y- you shouldn't. No, you no, shouldn't. you shouldn't. You just shouldn't. If you have a firearm on your hip, you shouldn't be doing the caterpillar. And if you have to be told about that, I, I... <laughs> it seems common sense. Yeah. Hey, can you hold my Glock? I want to pop and lock. <laughs> pop, pop and, and Glock. <laughs> Open office plans are all the rage because they're supposed to break down the walls and encourage communication between workers. I However, think they just open up the smells. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, it's doing the opposite. A new study found open office spaces are actually causing workers to close up and socially withdraw, which leaves people to email and text rather than communicate face-to-face. 
Yeah, because you feel like you don't have your own space, so you start trying to carve it out for yourself. Right, no privacy. Researchers found that when an open floor plan was instituted, employees spent 72% less time interacting in person, and these floor plans hurt the bottom line. Two managers reported productivity actually declined when the floor plan was redesigned. Well, let's be clear about this. Don't you think it was financial? based like oh we could either have a bunch of office spaces or we could just have a big bullpen and makeshift you know just have people's desks up against and partitions each other. yeah it wasn't done with the uh the, the prospect of hey, maybe our workers will socialize more was it i can't buy that i'm uh, maybe i'm too cynical i don't know just feels like they were cutting corners and no, I, th- I, I think that it's a very modern trend to have the open floor open plan. Creative. Yeah, when if you, you work at Google, you know, if you work if you work at these companies where you're collaborating constantly with everybody, well, I think that's who this is referring to, though. I right? think ours aren't they upstairs more open now yeah. than they used to be? It's totally open up there, and nobody talks to each other. No, they don't. It's all very private. Uh, <laughs> do you think people can be trusted? Yes, in general. In yes, general? Just as a people. With what? Just in general, trusted. No, I mean... Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, you don't. He does not <laughs> at all. And neither do you, Val. 54% of us trust most other people. That, that This is a new study. That you trust people. I mean, uh, I trust him to hold my puppy while I tie my shoe, but... Oh, you, I wouldn't you know, trust him for that. I don't know if there are there are levels of trust is my my point well this percentage is the highest pick my daughter up from school right <laughs> highest right, since I the study you. started 20 years ago so we trust people more than ever great that's great is that news. just hopeful is that us just being hopeful mm-hmm. is it isn't it that we want to trust people more now is that how you feel I th- you want to trust people more or you do, I do trust well, people? Well, I mean, it depends. Just like what your experience is. My community around me now is, yeah, I trust these people. Mm. I think that's what uh, how the Border Patrol, with their ramped up presence, is is actually corresponding with people. Like, you citizen? And people go, yeah. They go, good enough for me. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Even though you said it in Spanish, I still trust you. By the way, I saw the Border Patrol all over Presque Isle, up in Erie. Really? I saw like three times. Like what? The, that's a new is, one. Uh, Get the Canadians out of here. Is um? Does it go into Canada at some point anywhere? It's up like twenty three miles, I think. To is there a point. wall? Uh, is there a wall? There is no is there a wall. fence. There is not. There is a. There's a jetty. I don't know the geography of the lake. Uh, I th- I think Long Point is the closest to Erie, but that might not be the closest to the United States. Well, this is kind of an awful story. A guy in Newark, New Jersey, got home on Monday and found his 39-year-old wife dead in the garage with their 56-year-old mechanic, also dead. No, I shouldn't trust that mechanic. They needed some major car repairs, so she offered to pay for the repairs with sex. Oh. Problem is, they did it in the garage with the car running and the door shut. Did they? They died. They both died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Did he at least get to finish the work? <laughs> um, I think he finished the car. I'm not sure about her. How yeah, did you do the other work? How did they know they were having the sex? Um, were they mm-hmm. mounted? Maybe they were disrobed. They were mid coitus. 
Police are investigating. She was on top of him. He was on one of those things you slide under the car on. (laughs) (laughs) Police are investigating, but at this point they say it looks like nothing more than an awful accident. Oh, man, that's terrible. How can you work in a garage and not know you have to turn the car off? Well, they were banging. You got to hide it. You got to keep the door shut. The way you said that made me feel like they might have been listening to Eddie Money shaking. (laughs) They were banging! (laughs) I can't get this car to start. Uh, if you get it to start, uh, will you have sex with me? Have you guys ever done one of those escape rooms? I haven't. No, I mean, I've tried to They're get fun. out of, uh, um, uh, what's the Swedish Conversations? Place? Yeah, I totally screwed this up. Never mind. I have been lost in Ikea. Ikea. <laughs> That's the closest the I've come to an escape room. The only reason I knew it room. is because you pointed towards Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, I want you to do that. Whatever you're referencing, point to it. Way I figured out. What was <laughs> so funny. I was like, you know, I uh, was over way. there at uh, yeah. the coffee the place. Swedish. It's right over there. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of that. Starbucks. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, IKEA is my escape room. Oh the my end. god. No, listen. Ha-ha. I've been in IKEA, and I can relate to this because when you try to just peel off and leave, you can't. I know. You can't. That was the original joke I butchered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a 40-year-old guy in Vancouver, Washington, broke into a business in a strip mall late last Saturday night. Just happened to be the Northwest Escape Experience, which is one of those escape rooms. And this must speak volumes for the difficulty of this particular escape room because the guy got inside (laughs) and figure out how to get out pretty good so he had to call 911 on himself for help <laughs> uh, police did respond and uh, they have charged him with second degree burglary so dumb new york city said to honor late steely dan co-founder walter becker with a street in his native queens named in his honor the corner of the street where becker grew up 112th and 72nd drive will be renamed walter becker way at a ceremony on october 28th Rock and Roll Hall of Famer died September 3rd, 2017, after a battle with esophageal cancer. Clouds and sun, less humid today. Should be pretty nice. Low 70s for the high. It's 68 at DVE. All right. This weekend, it's the Deutschtown Music Festival. 369 bands over the course of two days. And you can go to Deutschtown uh, Music Fest. Dot, is it org or dot com? I feel like it's org. Feels like an org. org. Uh, Deutschtown Music Festival dot org to learn the full lineup. Joining us today, each day we're featuring a band that's going to be performing. Today, it's the band, and I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Guys, is it Inco Fido? That's right, Inco Fido. Right on. Chuck, Hannah, AJ, Jason, Austin, Colin, Max, and Tim. And you guys have like all these, like I don't want to screw it up, so it's Chuck, a.k.a. G-Daddy, Hannah, a.k.a. Reeds McGee, AJ, a.k.a. Cold IPS McGee, Jason, a.k.a. Jason, Austin, a.k.a. Bubby, Colin, a.k.a. C-Note, Max, a.k.a. Max... Phil Ian and Tim, aka Smooth McGroove. I don't know if you should have read their government names. I think they all wanted to go under aliases. I, w- I wasn't sure. We may or may not have people looking for us. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, now you guys got rave reviews for your performance at the Millvale Music Festival, and now you got a primo spot at the Deutschtown Music Festival on the Skyline stage Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. Have you seen that stage? Yeah, man, we're so excited to be playing on that. I, th- I th- personally think that's the best stage in the festival. Honestly, uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's bad. At, I mean it's one of the best in the city, and I'm glad that they're able to use it this year. I don't think they used it last year. So uh, you guys will be in the primo spot Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. What do you have for us right now? 
Uh, this one's called 876. Here they are. Inco Fido on DVE. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports is brought to you by BobbyRayhall.com. One more between the Pirates and the Nationals this afternoon at PNC Park. 12.35 to start time. Gio Gonzalez for the visitors. 6-5 with a 3.76 ERA against Trevor Williams for the Buckos. Williams is 6-7. 
4.60. It is a Facebook game for Major League Baseball, one of 25 streaming broadcasts in the 2018 season. You can't catch it on TV, but you can uh, tune into www, or I guess log on to www.facebook.com slash MLB Live Games. Good thing you put that www in front of it. I'm just reading the press release, man. <laughs> I, I'm not a Facebook guy. Uh HTTP slash slash slashy. Hey, it's it's right here in bold. <laughs> Led me to believe that to keep people completely informed, that needed to be said. I am envious of your naivete as it pertains to it's that w- awful, awful platform. It's weird that this is that this is becoming a thing, right? I think so. But what are they planning? What, do I what are they yeah, rolling out? Where are they going with this? Because it's all going to be, look, all television is going to be streaming going forward. They're all going to be apps that you access. That's Netflix. That's Amazon. That's Facebook. That's, uh, you name it, uh, Sling. And they're slowly establishing themselves as having that. If you go on your Apple TV, you can download a Facebook video app right now. So you can watch this on TV. Yes, you can if you have a smart TV. Right. I got a dumb one. (laughs) So it won't work. My TV's smart. Not like everyone says. (laughs) I have a Sony Fredo. It thinks it's smart. (laughs) Well, it's going to betray you. Sean Casey, one of the guys who's going to be bringing that to you. Uh, You know, nobody's better than Case. It's just, you know, it sounds horrible, but again, it's in the long run, everybody's going to have their own platform. There's there's Twitter video. Twitter has been uh, showing football games in conjunction with the NFL, so this is really not all that striking. What is wrong with a 60-inch high-def flat screen? <laughs> Nothing, but they want you to watch it through the Facebook filter. They're trying to adjust to TV ratings being down, and so they're saying, okay, the market is shifting. How do we go there? It's just everything's going streaming. People are cutting the cord. A lot of people are canceling. They cut the cord a long time ago. You did? Yeah. You've been on satellite. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a direct TV guy. Hey, I'm a direct TV guy. <laughs> <laughs> me and, a little Jim Tom me Sula. Me and Tom Sula, yeah. <laughs> Might be some fireworks, however you managed <laughs> to access today's game. Uh, Gio Gonzalez has watched his ERA climb from 2.27 to 3.76 over his last six starts. And uh, it's been rough going for Trevor Williams as well. <laughs> he has lost three starts in a row. Uh, most recently, he was a part of that 17-5 to loss to the Phillies last Friday night. He gave up five runs, five hits, two walks, and a hit batter in two and a third innings. Uh, Jim Tomsula had a comment on that. Oh, damn it. I screwed it all up. Never mind. I ruined everything. <laughs> Williams said after that debacle, quote, I think for me personally, it's getting a little embarrassing. I need to have ownership and be better about it. Got a little embarrassing for Steven. A lot of examples of football history of good quarterbacks losing their confidence after things (laughs) Openly farting during a press conference. That's our guy. He's a football coach, not Secretary of State. Well, yeah, these days... Anyways. <laughs> Got a little embarrassing for Stephen Brault last night. He relieved Joe Musgrove <laughs> for the top of the six with the Pirates down two to nothing. A very competitive game at that point. Brault proceeded to uh, allow three hits and walk three in his 
third of an inning. Gave up three runs, and it was 5 nothing Nats at that point, and they were well on their way to a 5-1 to victory. Pirates fall to 42 and 49 with that loss. More significantly, they fall to 2-1 and in the Neil Huntington week of reckoning that started on Sunday. This is sort of a... His Thunderdome. We know four and four wasn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Seven and two, six and three—is that good enough? Does that change plans? Or I think we all know. Is the there no to that. changing, uh, no stopping the wheel that has already begun to lurch into motion? No. Yes. After you give Second a reckoning, night. you really can't come back and then clarify the reckoning. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't be like, just to be clear here, four and four won't cut it, but um, I'm okay with five and four. Reckoning. Wait, Damn on. near killed him. Five and three. Damn it. See, I should I I planned this the first time for the reckoning. <laughs> Supposed to be a one reckoning and done here. It's reckoning night at the ballpark. <laughs> France beat Belgium Happy one. Happy reckoning night. Happy reckoning. France beat Belgium one to nothing in the first World <laughs> Cup semifinal yesterday. Really, I, I thought a compelling game. It was great. Uh, a great uh a great example of why I love sports, uh, regardless of uh, which sport we happen to be talking about. There's a, a lot of carryover when uh, it's a world-class stage and something significant is at stake. And uh, for me, at least, that game checked all the boxes. Not for a lot of other people, apparently. Uh, the AP reporting that the World Cup English language ratings in the U.S. are down from 2014 through the quarterfinals. Our team never hangs around that long anyway, I was going right? to say, yeah. Does that really factor in? I don't know. Maybe nope. if they put it on Facebook. There you go. More people will watch. <laughs> Mike Pursuit with your sports sure there. Would. Hey, uh, cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday, July 15th from 2 to 5. You get to go on a bunch of rides with no lines. Swing shots, Phantom's Revenge, Exterminator, Pittsburgh Plunge, Thunderbolt, Racer, Jackrabbit, and more. After the rides, you get a picnic lunch in the pavilion. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, be caller number 33 right now at 333-WDVE. And you and a friend will be part of uh, Crawford's crew cutting the line at Kennywood. Yeah, we go to Kennywood. And we don't wait in the lines. We caught them. This weekend, also, uh, the Deutschtown Music Festival, 369 bands performing all weekend long. Saturday at 4 p.m. on the uh, beautiful, on the scenic skyline stage is Inco Philo. They're in the Primani's DVE Coffee House right now on the Point Park University stage. And uh, where did the name Inco Philo come from? Uh, well, um, short story. I used to live in Carnegie, and there's a big train trestle that goes over top uh, Ho Polo Road in Carnegie. Uh-huh. Spray painted in giant white letters, it says Inco Fido. I don't know what it means. I don't know how long it's been there, but I liked how it sounded, so <laughs> we picked it for the name. All right, <laughs> that's good enough. All right, and now Sweet. is this? Am I speaking to Chuck? Yeah, this is Chuck. All right, Chuck don't from use Carnegie. His government man uses AKA. Oh, uh, is it G Daddy? C Daddy. Oh, C Daddy. I didn't see the da- the dash. Is I thought it was a G. All right. Yeah, I'm blaming Hannah for that one. C Daddy, Inco Fido. One more from you guys. What do you got for us? Uh, this one's called Problematic. See them 4 p.m. at the Skyline Stage at Deutschtown on Saturday. Hear them right now on the Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffee House. It's Inco Fido on DVE. All right, Inco yeah. Fido. Nicely done. See him 4 o'clock at the Deutschland Music Festival and the Skyline stage right across from the Elks there in the park. Uh, great stuff from you guys, man. That was Thank awesome. You. Chuck, go look up the band Yolk. Y-O-L-K. 
Okay, I'll you, check them you out. You remind me of Jimmy John from Yolk. You guys, you guys got a lot of that sound. It sounds great, man. I can't wait to hear what you guys uh, continue to develop into. It's a great sound. Inco Fido. Nice. Thanks, Ray. Right on, man. We'll see you Saturday. Hey, congrats to Diana in Dormont. In keeping with our alliteration theme here with the Cut the Line with Crawford at Kennywood contest, Diana in Dormont done one. Hey, Diana, let's go. She'll be part of uh, Crawford's crew cutting the line of Kennywood Sunday. Mark Madden, more alliteration. Next. Not your wallet. It is the DVE Morning Show, and uh, joining us right now from our brother station, 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Uh, we just had Borky and talking about Hockey Fest, which is going on. You can get tickets for that at 1059thex.iheartmedia.com. Is that right? No, I said that wrong. WXDX.com. This says 1059thex.iheart.com. It just goes to iHeart. It's uh, same with us. Yeah. If you hit dve.com. Multiple it, it entrances. Okay. Hockey Fest. Could be great. $29. I know. A, a clinic from a, a two-time Stanley Cup winner augmented by a bunch of his old teammates. A, a seven-time Cup winner. Trotz. Trotz is going to be oh, there. Oh, Trotz been announced? Yeah. I spoke with Trotz yesterday. He's got some fishing expedition coming up, too. Trotz it, sounds like the end of the- Maybe take the kids fishing. Trotz is the logical end of the progression of mites, squirts, peewee. <laughs> <laughs> Then Trotty, <laughs> then Trots. Yeah, I've got the Trots. He'd still play. He'd still play if they'd let him. And not, he'd probably do okay. No, you're probably not wrong about that. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> the, the Max Pacioretty uh, news that had come out, where they now he might be getting dealt. Any chance you see a guy who's a four-time thirty-goal scorer? Well, he had a bad year last year. Only had seventeen goals. I, I'd trade Broussard for him. That would be trading from a surplus to address a need. But uh, but that depends where all the wingers are going to line up. Like, they have four guys who are nailed on right wings, and then you've got Dominic Simone, who's a right wing or a left wing, but Sid might want to play with them, which would make it five right wings. I mean, it's just, it's just you know, 12 pounds of sugar for a 10-pound bag at the wing position in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mm-hmm. probably would trade Broussard for Pacioretty. I don't know if that's going to be forthcoming, but although Montreal is – in bad need of help at the center ice position. You went and saw White Snake and Forner again last night. And Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening, correct? Now, how different was it from the Pittsburgh show? Exactly the same. You <laughs> went to the Blossom in Cleveland. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Cuyahoga Falls, to be exact. Yes. And um, Were you let down by the exact sameness? No, no. I, I know exactly what to expect. It was brilliant. Great show. Sonically, any differences you may have noted? Uh I, I thought the sound was a little clearer for the whole show in general. Blossom's a great venue. Yeah, it, well, that was my first time there, but it is a great venue. I'm going back for Ozzy in September. Uh, I, I, the amusing part was Jason Bonham and his Led Zeppelin uh, tribute band have a uh, Japanese guitar player, Jimmy Sakurai. Val, mm-hmm. saw, Val saw him when... I couldn't take my eyes off Yeah, this he guy. looks like Jimmy Page, does all the gestures, is just a great guitar player. It's pretty much the, the Japanese version of Jimmy Page, Mr. Jimmy. And uh, I've seen this tour three times now. And every time I see Jason Bonham, the drums get a little louder and the guitar gets a little quieter. I think young Jason thinks Mr. Jimmy's stealing the show a little bit, and he would be right. Like like Val said, he is the the uh, focal point of the performance. But why not embrace that if you're Jason Bonham? Because he thinks he's his dad. That's why. I mean, he sees this. He sees himself as the uh, as the heir to that music and uh, that style of playing drums. And uh, it is funny. He's the only guy out there, you know, the play in that reunion concert that's exploiting the Led Zeppelin name, right, the O2 Arena in London. I think that was in 2007. He's the only one exploiting it, but he has the least claim to it. Do you think Hmm. that his relationship with Jimmy Page is 
strong enough that Paige may grant him the right to sort of be the carrier of the Zeppelin legacy. Now, well, was, because that is a thing now. All right, you saw it with Foreigner. I yes. mean, Mick Jones was there last night, but he doesn't go to a lot of them. He is just passing on Foreigner to... Well, he, he does go to most of them, to be fair. But th- clearly the plan is... He's going to step back one day or, and die. So, but the music will go on. The Grateful Dead have already sent the template, uh, set the template that they're doing it. Right. Uh, Zeppelin, you know, I'm, I'm imagining if you're using their name in any way, shape, or form, he's got to pay into that. So there's going to be someone who gets... I don't know. Gets... That's a good question. I, I would think that John Bonham's estate still owns a quarter of the name. So maybe he doesn't have to, you know, uh, recompense. Is I mean, he I... inadvertently pissing Jimmy Page off by having a Japanese lookalike on it? <laughs> As a I, member I don't of know. Band. I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> we had a 14 year old girlfriend. I know that wouldn't piss Jimmy off. <laughs> now, uh, but uh, I, I just I think people just want to hear the songs, don't you, Randy? I yeah. mean, yeah, no, no, I do. I'm sure. just I, I I have no problem with it. I think it's actually like a cool trend, and it also cements the legacy of classic rock and how it will always be the foundation in our lifetimes that we'll never be able to stray too far from or at least far enough away from that it won't maintain some sort of relevance i mean look at the top vinyl sales from last year right if you look at the top vinyl sales from last year of the top 10 there's like six legendary classic rock albums in it if i'm not mistaken the guns and roses reissue of uh Appetite for Destruction is the number oh, yeah. one record in the country right now. Yeah. And even in Guns, I would say, is like the first tier jump off of the original bedrock of classic rock that everybody has has used as their influence. Right. They were the end. They segued into the grunge type of thing. Right. Uh, but even the bands now that like aspire to sound like the Eagles or you know whatever alt country has become, uh, or that aspire to sound like Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath, you listen to that Sleep record and listen to all those Zeppelin, uh, those uh, Sabbath riffs that are in there. Those are all like second and third tiers right. of the original creators no, they're, they're of the, the music. Tree. But that, but these have become our traditional well, songs. The classic rock catalog is now traditionals i saw uh blue oyster cult on saturday at the meadows i heard it was great it was great and uh it, it reaffirmed what i had noticed I, i've started listening to ghost they're awesome uh quite a bit ghost lately. is great and, and blue oyster cult trickled down to ghost the sound is so similar it's eerie i mean different you know uh different lyrical content Kind of more of a gloss on it, a shimmer on it. But he it, seems it's very to um, that guy seems to from Ghost seems to have dulled the the edges of the satanic aspect of things, where it was very tongue in cheek, sort of like, oh, they sing about Satan and they pretend to be Satan worshippers. Where before it had more of like a, I don't want to say guar, but it had a spookier sort of. Well, yeah, I, I think feel. I think I think as you know, he got revealed as Tobias Forge and more information leaked about who was in the band. And that it's basically his solo project uh, with with rotating musicians. You know, the bass player for a while was the uh, bass player from Les Zeppelin. No way. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for a while ago. So they changed members quite a bit. The better to not pay them very much. Although, I don't know who the lead guitar player is, but I think he's a constant. Yeah. But uh, but they sound a lot like Blue Oyster Cult. You know, I, I think I know what the last act's going to be for Foreigner, by the way. What? I don't know if you, you, you saw this, but... Mick is reassembling the original members to play with this band, you know, the surviving Glory Days members. Uh, and I think only Ed Gagliardi, the bass player, has is, is passed away. So they're all going to be at this the bike rally in Sturgis. They're playing a festival out there. Would it shock you if Mick did a, a small tour 
with uh, with the original Foreigner, what's left of them, like Lou Graham, Dennis Elliott, at least incorporated them yeah. no, onto a won't. bunch of shows. He won't. It'll devalue the other show. You think so? Yeah. But every so often, Kiss would bring back Ace and Peter. They did that when they felt that was the final act, and then when they went to the yeah. But the difference is, is they the had they always had Paul and Gene. So right. you know where Mick isn't even playing in the other foreigner. Sometimes he's the only piece. You're, you're, so, you're over. You're overrating how often he's not there. He's almost always there. All right, on the small time. The fact that he sometimes doesn't do it at all, not and the band. Well. So the band shouldn't play. Can you imagine on, Kiss going on, on stage without Gene and Paul? They're like, yeah, they're sick tonight. Yes. Here's two skaboochies. Every time I go to Greensburg, I feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a terrible thing to say. It's a wonderful place. It is. I love the Palace Theater. It's yeah, a great it's place. a great theater. Uh, who's going to win uh, between England and Croatia? Well, hopefully Croatia, because I don't want the English people I know to be even more insufferable. But I think that's anybody's game. Uh, Croatia has Modric and... Manzukic up front is just a guy who manufactures goals out of tight space, and I think it'll be a real close game. But uh, I, I think it's up for grabs. Right. It's funny that England has had so much pressure on it for decades and decades to, to win a World Cup, and this year it was a young team and nobody expected anything, and now they're in the semifinal. And they won in uh, penalties uh, two games ago? Um, No, they won the last game – Two nil. I I don't know. It's it's all running together. No. Do you that's have a, to be. That's from, a long tournament. Yeah. Do you have to be from the country to play for the country? Either that, or, or have ancestry that can be verified, or uh, y- you know, you stay in the country. I think for five years, FIFA requires, and you get citizenship. Uh. Okay. Uh huh. So, do you, does it annoy you as a diehard soccer fan when people sort of start? tangentially paying attention to the World Cup and then No, no, the more become, the merrier. Yeah. What, what annoys me is when they, oh, they dive all the time, or how can they break a tie with penalty kicks? If they were real men, they'd play till they die. Well, it's such an aerobically demanding sport, they might literally play till they die if that was required. <laughs> and uh, everybody should just mind their own business. The game is what it is. I'm not crazy about the diving and the writhing myself. I'm also not crazy when NFL players reenact a Broadway musical after a three-yard game. <laughs> but uh, but every every sport has an annoying subculture. Do you think the the reason that the people, the preponderance of the acting out and the overacting is because the pitch is so big they need for the ref to see it sometimes? No, I just think they're kind of whiners. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it just, it just, it's part of the culture. I, I, I can't think of any other way to explain it. It's just... It, 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 like the hands on the head thing, the, the, the report they had in the New York Times yesterday, how it is a, a certainty in a game. Blown shot, missed opportunities result in people put their hands on their head in soccer. They're, the person who, the perpetrator will do it, or the coach or the team will do it. It's always hands to the head. Yeah, it, it just, and I think every game has, like baseball, the unfastening and refastening of the batting gloves after yes. every pitch. Oh. How about Nomar? Remember the Nomar's spitting of the hands, the human ring delay. Leaks to take ten minutes. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, big poppy too. Uh, Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe wrote a column on uh, on why baseball sucks, and he's a big baseball fan. He he said at the top of the uh, column, yeah, this is really painful to say, but he says just the fact that the ball's never in play. Uh, Tom Verducci, who's also a baseball writer, put a stopwatch on a bunch of games. The average time between the ball being in play is three minutes and forty-five seconds. Uh, it's all what, strikeouts, walks, and home runs. I told Mike he should take uh, you know watch the the World Cup game today. He's going to the Bucko game. Watch it on your phone in between pitches. You have forever. You could watch. You could take notes. 
<laughs> One thing I try to never do is look at my phone while I'm doing something else. Oh, boy. I wish I could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, what is that like? Yeah. That's a good habit, Mike. That's it. That's interesting, though. Three minutes between. First of all, Shaughnessy is the guy who he milked that whole the curse of the Bambino CHB, thing. CHB, the curly-haired boyfriend. That's For, what the Red Sox call him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Kurt Schillingism that, that stuck. Uh, but the, he Spoiler makes a good point. Is. He makes a valid point. I mean, there's not a lot of excitement well, the, you, going you, you on. Oh, no, you like ball. I, mean, I love baseball, but I'm saying... You find it, strikeouts and home runs is too much of both? No, strikeouts are the greatest. I, like, no, they're, yeah. but, home I mean, runs anything, are the greatest for me. Home runs are the best thing about baseball. There could be too many of them, and there are. It's it's not. They've totally reinvented hitting. It's now exit velocity and, and the, the point of your swing. Everybody has an uppercut. I don't disagree with you that the art of uh, moving runners and having uh, guys who you know come are, back. are excellent. Well, you have the three true outcomes: strikeout, walk, home run, and uh, it's over a third of the time. That's too much. But baseball four never... hours and thirty minutes oh, Friday, for Friday night's game, nine innings, and that's the other great thing about uh, these soccer games. There, it's two hours. You're done. Yes. Unless there's extra time, right? Extra time, two and a half hours tops. Uh, why don't that? What like I don't understand why they have so little stoppage, like with so little commercials. How how, how did they get away with that? They don't have commercials. They just put it up. In I know. The corner. There's of the just screen. nonstop sponsors going across the screen. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. And they have the ribbon they sell board. ads on the jerseys. They have the ribbon boards on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're watching, you see a car drive by. Or I'd, very, I'd prefer very effective. That. Very effective. I'd no, prefer um, it. I. Uh, I just think there's so much good about soccer that we ignore, and and I think Randall, what you said is the big problem with American sports. They're over commercialized. I mean, that literally too many commercials right. in the context of a game. Baseball lasts too long. Football lasts too long. It just lasts too long. And in fast food America, where people got crap to do, man, you know that just it doesn't fly. And uh, one thing about football, I'll say they fix it. If something's wrong with football, they fix it or try to fix it. They, you know, they they have a lot more scoring than they used to. They've made the game offensively uh, creative, and and that because that's what people want to see. Baseball won't fix itself. It won't. They're more indebted to the to the old school, the people like Keith Olbermann and Peter Gammons, than they are the casual fan. And one thing football was real good at, and football's kind of lost its way in some ways. Uh, but uh, one thing football always was real good at was realizing the casual fan has to be kept interested. The hardcore fan will always be there. If you piss them off by changing the game, it doesn't matter because they're going to keep watching. You have to keep the casual fan hooked. Mark Madden, 105.9 The X. we got to go. Thanks, man. Thanks to Inko Fido for being in the coffee house today. Thanks to Phil Bork for talking Hockey Fest. And Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle. Tomorrow on the show, more stuff. We'll have Stan Saverin also the band Murder for Girls getting you ready for Deutschtown Music Fest this weekend. Oh, come on, Mr. Wednesday. Stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.